Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another edition of the Manham United podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Manchester United. So please keep all your comments, all your questions, Manchester United related. Please, people, of course, it is the Tuesday edition as well. So I'm joined by Mr. Reg United TV, Ivorian Spice in the building. What are you telling me, fam? You good? Man's good, bro. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Obviously, you know that that game against you know. We don't, we don't discuss best, that. Man. We'll discuss we that. Man. Said, uh, man, my man's good, best. bro. It wasn't the best at all, but I'm happy to be happy to discuss everything about Manchester United as it's international break. You know how yes. it is during every international break for us. There's always some drama. So I'm looking forward oh, yeah, to yeah, what's yeah. going to materialize and some pop people out materialize. the whole international break. We never quiet, man. We like EastEnders, Coronation mm -hmm. Street, you know, like over like the, the, the holidays. So whether it's like mm -hmm. the Christmas period, they always have a big story. Like that's typical Manchester United. We all, we always do that. So yes, we will be discussing obviously the victory against Brentford with the late brace from Scott McTominay. As you can see from the title, should Casemiro be dropped? We'll be discussing that and whatever else you lot, um, whatever else you lot ask us in the chat as well. Let's bump up those likes though, first and foremost. Let's bump up those likes. Share this across all the socials, please, and subscribe to the channel sarcasm city tv so yes let's bump up the likes like i said please share across our socials and that's be flawless at sarcasm city tv and subscribe to the channel sarcasm city tv as well and we do have a special guest on the on the show people making his debut not on making his debut on the youtube channel and making his day i believe he's called into a fan calling show before i've had the honor of being on his channel i've had the honor of also being on other platforms with him um very knowledgeable Another guy who gives international, another content creator who gives international fans a great name. But that's one thing I will say. For all the people who try and stereotype um, international fans and say they don't know what they're talking about, it's absolute nonsense. I say this all the time. Most, more often than not, I agree more with international fans than I do with UK fans. That's mm -hmm. the irony. Because I don't think they get clouded by all of the, the English and UK media that we do over here. Like, they can see it clearly because they are from the outside looking in. Like I said, you'll see him on his own channel making great content. Many other channels making great content as well. My like, Staffy, is in the building. Yes, Staffy, what are you telling me? You good? First of all, um, Sam needs to learn how to give an intro. Because that's probably the, that's the intro I've, got, I've gotten on YouTube. Man, give me all the props in the world. And then I go on the other channel and I get called all the all the wrong things. So, Sam, I'm going to send you this clip if you're not watching. So you can hold send that and, and learn send how to him. intro. But listen, man, <clears throat> big up yourself, man. Yes, it is my debut on the channel. Uh, I mm. did not do a college show. You thought I did, but no. This uh, I thought I did. I stand corrected. Okay, yeah, okay. so it is my debut. Uh, thank you for having me. Big up, yeah, United, obviously. Big, Big up, up to everyone in the comments. Listen, it's a gloomy day today where I where I live. I feel like sometimes like I live in Manchester because I've been in Manchester <laughs> and I've seen how gloomy it is there all the time. <laughs> Trust me, I live in the in in the in the US part of, of Manchester. It's always gloomy here, but this show's not about to be gloomy. It's about to be sunshine. It's about to be rainbows because <laughs> we're about to give you guys the best content on YouTube at the moment. So make sure everyone's watching us right now. Smash the like button. Subscribe if you're new. Subscribe to Ivorian Spice. Subscribe to Staffy TV if this is your first time watching me. And like Flo said, get those likes up and, and let's get the show on the, on the road, bro. I'm ready. Yeah, man. 
Hundred percent, we gonna do that. But yeah, my bad. I actually, I couldn't remember. I know you you hadn't made your debut on the actual YouTube channel, but I couldn't remember if you had called in. But big up to you, Staffy, every single time. Make, like make he it. said, make sure you subscribe. Yeah, word to Matisse, man. So make sure you subscribe to Staffy TV. Obviously, make sure you subscribe to Red United TV. Ivoria now knows Staffy. Staffy now mm -hmm. knows Ivoria. I see you lot in the chat as well. Daredevil, I see you. Big up Hellboy as well. Warrior J, I see you. No stress that you gotta go. Obviously, if you can do the timestamp afterwards, appreciate it. No worries if you can't. Big up Alan as well uh warrior j i see you like i said um but yeah man love to all the regulars in the chat love to all the new people in the chat koala j i see you as well but you know what we will start you know what we won't even start with the title actually about casemiro we will get there ivorian will start with you thoughts mm -hmm. on the game versus brentford let me get you know how it is brentford. flawless you know how the man is let me get my notes up you know you know, it's a funny thing because I was unable to do a watch long because I was at a work gathering party at some, some kind of Halloween party. Oh, oh and they, I was what they, they, they you benefited from that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. the universe I definitely, smiling definitely. <laughs> but the one thing I have to say is that when I was watching Machine, I was like, I sat there and I prayed to God, I said, God, please, please do not let my night embarrass me in front of my friends while I watch this match, you know, at a party. Because I took time out during that party and said, you know what, let me watch the game. You know, they set up everything for me. And as soon as the game started. Manchester United started off poorly against um, Burnley, I mean, against Brentford. And it was just typical Manchester United, um, starting off in that kind of fashionable manner and then conceding that first goal. And how funny is that the deflection came off of Maguire? And then, of course, I, I believe it was either Lindelof wasn't able to get the ball or was it? Yeah, he didn't clear Tony it. Evans was unable to, clear it. to get the ball. And then the ball went in goal. from Jensen, yeah. And that goal was there was just a poor goal to just concede and mm -hmm. I, just... Our goalkeeper, because we have to talk um, about it. And yeah, yeah. Get to it. Our goalkeeper is just looking silly every time he concedes a goal, you know. And and another mistake, you know, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's a technique thing. I don't know whether he's misreading these shots and not making the right decisions. But it's really, it's probably, it definitely is affecting his mindset and it's affecting his confidence level. And to concede goals like that, it doesn't help a goalkeeper when they've, especially when they've moved into another club and they're trying to find their feet and gather it. But again, flawless. I have to say, the whole game was absolute trash. Yeah, I'm. I was disgusted and embarrassed just the fact that I was with people and they, and at the same time I was with ops as well, Arsenal fans, Chelsea fans, yeah. all laughing at me. And you know what it is when you're trying to watch a match and people are laughing at you, you gonna lose your shit. You know, course, you forget course, that they, course, they're your work course. colleague. They they they, they got they started grinding my gears. But what I was seeing from the players themselves, um, hmm. bad performance from Casemiro, which we'll talk about. Another poor performance from Rashford, poor performance from Bruno Fernandes, Mason Mount as well. So many players underperformed. But the, you know who didn't perform and who showed guts? The guy that we always said that he needs to be sold. Scott McTominay as well, as we call him, McMayo. No, as you call him, McMayo. You call him McMayo. I call him McMayo. Playing everything that in the world. He McMahon turned up crazy, and man, showed character. <laughs> he showed mentality. He showed what it means to play for Manchester United. And he's the sole reason why we probably came back. The equaliser, and I'll be honest with you guys, I was vexed because I'd rather just lose the game. And, and, and everybody loves a, 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 a last-minute winner. And, and, and it's mm -hmm. great. It's great as well. You feel ecstatic and everything. But from mm -hmm. what I've seen for that 90 minutes, embarrassing atrocious i would rather just lose the game because then the feelings is real because i didn't know what to think after we've won that game i was just thinking to myself really 
bamboozled. Really? I get that. I, I was like Brentford, that. I, I fully know, get that. At home, Old Trafford, and we've we had to fight all the way. It's 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 amazing. The result was great for us, but where does it leave us right now? It leaves us puzzled and knowing that we should be truly worried about Manchester United where we're going forward. And again, a game like that, winning in that fashion or ban- manner, you have to build from this. You really have to build from this. This is an open enough to say, you know what? We can't play. We can't come back from international break and continue in the same manner. We have to build from here. We have to start our season from this win and start improving our performances. But big up to McTominay. He showed real guts as well. Yeah. Ganacho came on, performed well as well, done something. I'm just happy about the guys. I'm happy about the win, but the performance, as always, I'm tired. I'm tired, bro. I'm just worried, man. I'm really worried. Ten Hag should be worried as well because his job got saved. Not not saying that if we lost that game, he would have lost his job because there's so much things to work on. He's got time and he should be given time at the end of the day to fix these things because he's done better than what we've, we've had before, especially for his first season. So he's got credit in the bank, but he needs to fix things. He needs to address it. I don't know what he has to do, whether he has to pray fast. He's got to do something to fix this, you know, and rectify this. Because as a Manchester United fan, I can't take any more of these poor performances. We have to improve our performance. That's my thoughts on the game, man. It's just a shame that I couldn't do a watch along on it. Nah, you didn't miss nothing, I'm telling mm-hmm. you. It's really a shame. It's a blessing. Trust me. The universe is smiling at you. Trust you me. I wish me. I had somewhere to be. For real, for real. Trust me. But same question to you, Staffy. Thoughts on... The game, obviously, Manchester United being Brentford late, like we mentioned with the Scott McTominay uh, late brace. Um, that's a good question because I did a reaction. You know what? I, I was mm. smart. I was like, let me do a reaction right away because I was on a hot. I'm like, let yeah. me do a reaction an hour right after because I don't want to like relax. You know when you just like cool down and everything, like your emotions are gone and you might say a few things and see it differently than at the time. I was like, you know what? We won. I'm probably going to say a few positive things. People are going to yeah. stop accusing me of being negative all the time. So I was like, let me do my, my, my reaction right away. And I gave a decent one. But yeah, yeah. not going to lie, Evorian, you, you have some good points. However, though, um, I don't agree with you when you said we should have just lost. And I'll tell you why. If you want a loss to not paper over the cracks, as we said, brother, we had about five of these already. Like when you look at the beginning of the season, we had a few wins and a few losses that you can potentially say, sorry, not, well, you can't paper over the cracks when you lose. But we had a couple wins where you, we considered papering over the cracks, and we have already lost some games that we should have lost. The likes of Galatasaray, the likes of of, of, uh, of Palace, you know, got, got spent to Spurs, got spent to, to, uh, to, to Arsenal. So we've already had some losses that already exposed some of the things that you're talking about. Losing this game wouldn't have exposed anything new that we haven't seen already. We already have four more. We have four losses in the league. What have I not seen already? This this would have been just a copy paste of it. It's nothing new. However, I actually do think if we would have lost, this loss would have been more similar to Palace and Galatasaray than the beginning of the season, because at first we were losing while not playing well. So we, there was no performance. There was no points, and we weren't even keeping the ball. I see that we somewhat made some progression. And by the way, it's nothing tangible to the point where like, oh, we're going to turn the season around. When I say it's different, it's because now we lost a couple games while keeping the ball. We were just not effective with the ball. So we went from not keeping the ball and losing to keeping the ball and losing. And now we finally kept the ball and won. Was it pretty? No. Was it effective? No. 
Was it in the style that we should be winning? No, because it came down to heroics from Scott McTominay at the end. And by the way, like like I've already said, uh, another game, he's not going to do that again. Maybe someone else is going to be able to send another game, but I don't want that to happen again. I want us to win these games convincingly. So when I look at this game, did we keep the ball? Yes. Okay, that's a positive compared to the beginning of the season. But what are we doing with the ball? And I don't think we're being effective with the ball. And that comes down to multiple things. I think it comes down to personnel. And I think it comes down it comes down to, to coaching. I was having a, a talk yesterday with Griggs. You know him, um, Flores. He, he, he comes on my channel a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, he looks at the forward line. The forward line is not good enough. And I think we can all agree on that. Agreed, but I is it down it. to coaching or is it down to personnel? It's a mix of both. Yeah. Rashford, has he been performing well? No. Did he look good in last game? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But he made a very good point. He was like, every time he gets the ball, he's a, he, he has two players on him or three players on him. He was like, our players pick up the ball very deep in the uh, on the pitch. They don't pick it up in the final third, which leaves them double team most times. And they have to do a lot to reach the goal. And I'm like, you know what? That's a very good point. That's not me um, saying Rashford hasn't been good because he wasn't good last game. But why is Rashford actually not finding himself in better situations and picking up the ball closer to goal instead of picking up a halfway line? That's a very good point. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more. But just back to the game in general, listen, I, I, I think keeping the ball is a good thing, but I don't want yeah. just want ball retention. Mm. I want us yeah, to be direct, and I want us to create enough chances. Another yeah. game, Bruno is not creating enough for me. I mean, bro, the guy, mm-hmm. I said it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry for whoever posted that video yesterday. I'm going to steal this because this nickname is amazing. The guy's a grenade launcher. He picks up the ball <laughs> and he launches it. <laughs> by the way, when the manager said I, I, I needed to play football, I laughed. I laughed so much, bro, because flawless. I mean, you guys, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys saw that video of me of the terrace earlier in the summer when people were, were, were saying this American doesn't know what he's talking about because I was talking mm-hmm. about Casemiro. Mm-hmm. Not uh, eventually not being good enough in this game. I'm like, we have two of our midfielders mm-hmm. launching the ball every time they pick it up. And then we have Matt, who listen. Granted, I don't think he's been that bad, or he has he hasn't been bad in my opinion the last few games. Yet he hasn't been great. He's not he's not doing anything else that these guys are he's not been, doing. That's he's been Mason Mount. That's what he's I would say about himself, him. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'm like, you look at this midfield. I'm like, okay, something needs to change because you guys are not good enough on the ball. You're not creating enough force. We used to be told that the minute we put Hoyland in this team, we're going to score goals because we create this amount of chances. And then now we're playing low blocks because we're keeping the ball and we can't create anything. I mean, Hoyland, he hasn't scored any goals in the league yet. He scored three no. in the Champions League. But you can no. tell, he's even his chances were like half chances. He has to wrestle every time he wins the ball. Like The guy is doing way more than we expected him to do. Granted, he hasn't scored in the league. But we're scoring goals because the guy's like hustling his ass up. Like he's doing yeah. so much on the pitch. We're not giving him easy tappings like here you go, Holland. There's about five chances. Score a couple of them. Oh, easy three nil. We're done. The job. He's is not done. getting Holland chances. I hear. Hundred percent. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, we could keep the bone up, but what are we gonna do with it? Because we kept it against Palace, and we lost one nil. We kept it against Galatasaray. We scored two, but then lapses of focus, and we we made them score three on us. And then the same last game, we, we had to make, wait for a 94th and 97th minute goal to win the game. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen a lot. You know what yeah, I mean? True. So there's a lot of concerns. There's a lot of concerns for this team. I know I rambled on for a lot. I'm sorry. but no, That's cool. Nice but I'm just looking at it, and it's just like there's so much to work on. Hopefully, like I've already said, this win, to me, it's more of a morale boost. 
because mm -hmm. am, I, am I taking anything technical from it? Can I sit here and tactically take notes on, on, on Sarcasm City? And I'll be like, yo, this is what we did that was so good and we're going to prove it. I don't have anything tactical. To call it. I don't have anything tactical. But that boost of morale, even when I saw Unana run up and, and get in that huddle with them and the celebrate or whatever, maybe that's the morale boost he needs because my brother, mm -hmm. he had he had breadstick hands when, when, when that ball came. I couldn't believe what he did. You know, is it down to goalkeeping, by the way, because you were asking that? 100% not. If any of us were in goal, by the way, they would save that. And we're not professional goalkeepers. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's 100% a confidence thing. But generally, this this win, I want it to be a morale boost. People coming back be like, listen, we haven't been the best. But picked up a few points. We just picked up three points before the break. We went on two weeks off either with the national team or if you're not with the national team, you're with your family, whatever. You got a break. You got time to recharge and you're back. We got some players back. We're going to have a left back. So now we can fully use our DM in the DM position and we don't have to put him in, in left back anymore in Amrabat. You might have Kobe Maino back. I think uh, Amat Diallo's back. Some options are back. And I'm like, you know what? That could be a reset for us. Let's get over the, the, the start of the season. It wasn't that good. We were 50-50 basically. We won four, we lost four. Let's, let's kick on from here and let's play better football. But mentally, let's kick on because we can't have all these these mental lapses anymore. I don't want goalkeeper making mistakes. I don't want Casemiro making mistakes. Mm -hmm. I don't want Bruno making mistakes. I don't want Milendorf making mistakes. I need them to kick on from here and not just play better football, but please just at least focus on the pitch. No man, I hear that. Hey, big up to Surfer in the cut. A big up to you. I, I see, I see you, Surfer. You joke, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> big up to this guy. Always on my case. Large up, Surfer. Oh, that's family. He said, "Up yours, flawless." Big up to Orion and Staffy. This guy is a joke, big man. Up you know what I'm saying, big up Surfer every single time. Smash the like button and subscribe, you freeloaders. Yes, now over 40 people in the building. Now over 45. So let's bump up those likes. We are at 33. So let's get up to 40 likes, people. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on the channel. One short of eight five. Listen, I say this on every show that I go on the goal the goal on every show that I do on my channel is to at least leave with 100 likes that's just the bare okay. minimum you know I keep so saying this we don't have a ceiling for the likes Rashford mm -hmm. has a ceiling on his career we yeah. don't have a ceiling for the likes that's the difference we can actually achieve more so always set that as a minimum guys we're trying to reach 100 so bump up these looks and who the hell is yeah, let's bump it. It's all good. Yes, like I said, you lot bump up the likes as well. So that's obviously Ivorian and Staffy giving their thoughts on the game. Continue to get your questions in. Obviously, it can be about the United Brentford game, can be the Casemiro topic, which we are indeed going to get into as well. Of course, if you super chat people, I'll get straight to your comment or question as well. But I will start all of the best questions. So obviously, Staffy, you mentioned what you said about Casemiro in the summer. Obviously, his form's not been the best this season, as is everybody else's as well. But where are you at with him now? Do you think he should be dropped? Oh, 100%. 100%. No. He's, he should have been dropped. Listen, granted, he hasn't been dropped because of the performances. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry, the, the injuries. Mm. So we couldn't really drop him. But I said when Emrabat comes in, he straight, it straight becomes our best six. And listen, I know a lot of people rate Casemiro. I rate Casemiro mm. as a player not in this current team, though, and for his current job. So I need people to differentiate between Casemiro, the five-time Champions League winner, and Casemiro in the system that we're in right now. Because mm -hmm. these are two different things. In the system that we play now, Amrabat is our best six. Why is Amrabat our best six? Because we rely heavily on having a six that can distribute the ball. Casemiro, that's not his thing. Yes, people think he's he's always been a lone six. Look at his career with Real Madrid. When you actually go back and see what he actually did in Madrid, yes, mm -hmm. on paper, he was the six. 
but he had no involved, uh, had no duties, or he was not involved in build up. Why? He had uh, a Modric yeah, next to him, Cruz. and he had yeah. Cruz next to him. They, by the way, they don't even play with a ten. These two players are not advanced. We yeah, have right. a ten in our team, which is Bruno, and we already know that we don't have a good ball carrier. So yeah. that gives him more uh, uh, more of a role to do in that team in terms of, of build-up. He hasn't done that in Madrid. It's one thing to be a destroyer. You can destroy on any team you're on, but then what do you do with the ball next? Who are you recycling the ball to? When you have Modric and Cruz next to you, it's different than having, I don't know, let's say Mount, who's not that close to him anyways, because that's not how we play. <laughs> you have well about, about 30 yards away from him. It's just, bro, it's not even the, just the name, just the way they're positioned on the pitch. Listen, it, it, passing to Modric is way better than passing to Bruno, right? Mm -hmm. But the ball's not even there. Never there. But, but, but like here, and I don't even see Bruno. I'm like, oh shit, where's my number eight? And I see yeah. about 30 yards. But like you it. said, it's not just the name, but that also adds into the positional sense of those 100%. two just know how to play the position better in regards mm -hmm. to Modric and Cruz. Like even forget the names, they just like yeah, go on, carry on. I'm gonna give my thoughts yeah, on, yeah, on the Casemiro thing in a second, they, but carry on, carry yeah, on. Yeah, positionally, they're not they, mm. they they're not positioned the way uh Casemiro played with his other midfielders in Real Madrid yeah. because they played a, I wouldn't say it's a flat three, but he had two eights that were involved heavily in the build-up. Mm -hmm. We don't have two eights that involve mm -hmm. heavily in the build-up. We rely on in our build-up right now. I mean, now that we have Emmerbat, we rely on him. But even before we got Emmerbat, it was Casemiro. It was Ericsson last season. We rely, as crazy as it sounds, we rely heavily on, on Luke Shaw in the build-up. That's why he doesn't really bump up a lot. He he, mm -hmm. he plays like a creator in, 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 that, um, mm -hmm. in that back line. Same as Lissandro Martinez. So we don't actually have a midfield that just controls the ball from our um, from our box and they move up. That's not what we do. We don't progress the ball like that. So he had to do a lot more, which exposed him a little bit because it's not his best ability. His awareness, by the way, when you when he receives uh, receives the ball and his back is to the pitch, so like you're looking basically at Onana. That's not his best ability because he doesn't have a good turn and he doesn't have good awareness. That's why he gets his pocket picked a lot. So. For me, he's a big issue, not necessarily because of him. It's because of the way that we play. You're, you're, blaming, you're, you're stating more about the formation and more about the players around him, exactly. which I do agree, agree with to an extent. Not so much the system. It's more so the players around him. That's what it is. Because you it's mentioned a, it there. That's what I'm saying. It's a mixture yeah. of all of them. Like, there's yeah. not one that. thing that you, that you can't blame one thing only. No, but no. What's easier to do? Change the whole system? Because the system is not built around Casemiro. First of all, I don't even know the system is built around. If I'm being honest with you, mm -hmm. I don't think it's built around any anybody in particular. I, <laughs> exactly. I, I do agree with that. Because don't describe it. You know what it is. Sometimes you can see a, a system that one person is thriving on, and mm -hmm. everyone else has to do extra work. And you're like, you know what? At least you're winning because this guy's getting the goals. This guy's getting the assists. You know, this guy's getting more freedom. But you look at it, you're like, is is Rashford playing good? No. Is Bruno playing good? No. Is Hoyland being serviced? No. Is Casemiro thriving? No. Like, you look at it, like, who are we building this team around? And you actually don't know. And I think this is something that the manager has to figure out because you got to start. He needs to set a focal point. People can argue that Rashford is the focal point. Yes. But he's not even scoring and he's not playing yeah. well. So it's like, okay, what do I do here? Do I still focus on Rashford, hoping he replicates what he did last season? Or do I switch it out a little, a little bit where I maybe put a, a few different personnel and they all help out each other because right now it's not working. Casemiro in that midfield, just going back to Casemiro, yeah, yeah, cool. the way we're using them right now is not good for him. 
and it's not good for our sister for 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 our team because he's going to continue to make mistakes doing that. Yeah. If you kind of look at it last game, we low key played with two sixes. We played a double pivot because it was him and Emmerman, and we don't usually play with two sixes. You can argue that last season. Erickson was kind of a six, but he was doing more of an eight role. Yeah, he, he was. He was. Six. He was function. He was functional, and I, that's my point on this in regards to like Erickson. He would sometimes. He wasn't necessarily. He's not a natural six, but he'd up. He'd do six like things, and the then sometimes would be, be a, a six. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah like he do. Yeah, yeah like he'd keep the ball ticking over. But yeah, go on, go on. Exactly. So I look at Casemiro. First of all, I don't see a long future for him in this team. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think this might be his last season. Because I think last season we built a team well around him to play a certain way. And now that we're trying to play, we're actually trying to play progressive because people are like, this mm-hmm. is attacking football. This is not attacking football. This is an attempt to play attacking football. And that's the issue. If you're going to try to play attacking football, you're going to need a little bit more football in that midfield. And that's why when Ten Hag came out and said, I needed more football, I love that quote. I loved it because when I say the same thing about Casemiro saying he can't do certain things, which is mainly playing a lot of football. People were like, oh my God, yeah, he's dissing a five-time. They were saying I'm dissing a five-time Champions League winner. No, 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 you're not dissing him. No, no, no. Ericsson, but I think everyone knows, even though Casemiro's a better midfielder overall than Ericsson, Ericsson is a bit like with the ball at his feet, Ericsson's a better player. Like, that's not no disrespect. And we saw him in the Galatasaray game when he came on. Yeah, we saw him in the Galatasaray game when he came on, Ericsson. Do you remember that second half? I think he was very good. Last game, was he amazing? No, but he did the basics. Which, mm-hmm. listen, at this point, people were like, oh, my God, we're sending for the basics. Bro, if Casemiro is giving up the ball in front of the 18 and we're conceding a goal, yes, Unashev saved it, but he's the one that gave up the ball right after the foul or whatever, then, yes, I actually do need to at least do the basics. Because if I do the mm-hmm. basics, I don't give up the ball. If I don't give up the ball, I don't concede goals. That was the same thing that happened in the Palace game, by the way. He gave up the ball. We got it back. Passed it to him. He gave it up right away again. So twice in like a minute, he gives it up. Mm-hmm. Amrabat does the foul on that left wing or the right wing, technically, and we can see from that free kick. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you actually do need midfielders that can do the basics. What is the basics? Mm-hmm. Winning the ball, keeping the ball, and passing the ball. When you have your players not doing that, which is Casemiro is one of them right now. By the way, he's not the only blame. We can talk about Bruno if we want. We can talk about I mean, Flaws was on the We talked for two hours about him, so I don't want to really start about Bruno again. But when when you're losing the ball in the build-up early in your half, then you need to fix that. How do you fix that? Amrabat has to come in, which we did. And now he has to figure out who plays next to him because we have Ericsson. Yes, I'm not saying phase out Casemiro forever. There's going to be games we're going to need him. But I don't think that position is going to be nailed on because we're going to have Ericsson. We're going to have Casemiro. We're going to have Kobe Lino back. And I think we need to figure out formulas with this midfield, how to approach certain games. Because how we play against Sheffield next game will be completely different than how we play against City. And that's going to be – it's going to show more of the, the manager's flexibility and his awareness of what he has in that midfield to have, okay, none of my midfielders are good enough to start every game, game in, game out. We don't have Casemiro, Mojic, and Cruz knowing that these three pick themselves. Our midfield doesn't pick themselves if we're all being honest right here. So moving forward, the manager has to think of ways that he's going to use this midfield because Casemiro doesn't start every game for me. Does he get dropped at the moment? Yes. Does he come back eventually? Yeah, but depending on the game, I want to see him against City because in against City, we're going to need more b- a breakup. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been great at breakup this season, but he's always done it in his career, so that's a game that he's definitely he's definitely capable. Yes, 100, exactly, even though he's exactly. not been because I've watched him like from an offense. Like, that's what's impressed me so much about him this season was him offensively. It did last mm-hmm. season as well. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how much of a 
impact yeah, he could have going forward. Yeah, yeah, like, of course, like, you don't need to do that where he was at with Madrid because you got Modric and Cruz who are two of the best at that in terms of offensive. So that limits your game. I will say he does need to be, he does, he does need to be dropped, 100%. Casemiro needs to be dropped for poor form. None of nothing, nothing less than that. Do I see people in the chat talking about, oh, he's, he's cooked, he's finished, da da da? Reason why I don't think he's cooked or finished in terms of age because the mistakes he's making are nothing to do with age. If he was getting ran past by certain people, if he was getting ran down, if he was looking tired, I'd be like, if he was looking non mobile, I'd be like, all right, I'm concerned. But it's none of, it's none of the above. Like giving the ball away is not an age thing. You could give the ball away at 31. You could give the ball away at 26. Carlo was 40 years old and passing mm -hmm. better than anyone. Yeah, exactly. yeah you, could, you could give the ball away at 45. Like, mm -hmm. passing the ball is not an age thing. So I don't see it. Like I said, if his physical attributes started to decline, like, dramatically, I would then be like, all right, it's an age thing. I don't think it is. I think he's just in poor form. One, for his own performance, him as an individual. Two, Staffy mentioned it about mm -hmm. us not having a functioning unit, as good as mm -hmm. Casemiro is. And I still think Casemiro is top quality. Do not get him mistaken. mistaken. Still top quality. However, he's not, and Eddie made this point, he's not the guy to carry a whole midfield. And as much as he carried the midfield last season, it was still a functioning unit. As much as people criticise... Um, Ericsson and to call out his deficiencies which he has one thing Ericsson does and I've said this again is he picks up the right positions very similar to the way we were just talking about Modric and Cruz and forget the names it's just picking up the right positions and not only picking up the right positions when we have the ball more importantly from a defensive standpoint Ericsson is a very intelligent footballer just that screening there's no it's no accident that Casemiro's best form is next to Ericsson Mm -hmm. For all the criticism he receives. Last sure. season, when our midfield, bear in mind, Bruno was in front of them and we all know about Bruno's deficiencies. That was the best our midfield had looked in years. Yes, it wasn't exceptional. It wasn't absolutely brilliant, but it was functional. We are, we want the basics right now because our midfield's not currently uh, functional. Do I think Casemiro can get back to that level? Yes. And I think having an Amrabat in there, having an Ericsson in there can definitely help. Like True Blue said in the chat, like the midfield, I actually want to see is Casemiro Amrabat Ericsson. Will we see it? Probably not. Or we might see it on accident. You know what I'm saying? Depending on injuries and suspensions. But that's, I know what midfields don't work. I can tell you that much. I know Bruno and Mount in there together with whoever doesn't work. Let's now see let's see another alternative. And the midfield I'm suggesting may work, may, may not work. It might be a Casemiro, Amrabat, Kobe, Mayno. It could be Mayno, it could be Mayno, Casemiro, Ericsson. It could be Mayno, Amrabat, Ericsson. It could be a mixture of anything else with other players in there. The point I'm making is we know what doesn't work. So how about we see, we try new things to see what works because with Casemiro, I think people have short memories. Look at how good he was last season. Even when, and I mentioned Ericsson, but even when Ericsson was missing, even when Ericsson was missing or Ericsson wasn't in good form and Bruno's in there, obviously there's no Kobe Mayno, there's no Amrabat, there's no Mount and he's still performing. There's a reason Old Trafford be singing his name and solely his name. Like when I went to the Chelsea game, that's all that got sung. 90% of the time. And even after the game, when we clapped him 4-1, that's all the fans were singing. But you see that, did he make a couple mistakes in that game? Yes, but you are going to as a midfielder. But I think the conversation on him is over the top. Should he be dropped? Yes. Because he is in poor form. He's not the only one. And I keep the same energy. If you're in poor form, you should be dropped. 110% you should be dropped. However, it's not dropped. Ship him out. He should never play again. Mm -hmm. No. 
hold let him hold bench and then you to return to form same way with a Rashford for example he should be dropped same way with a Bruno same way with a Lindelof like some of them yeah I do believe should be moved on because they're just not good enough overall but I think people will be doing too much in regards to Casemiro but we do expect a lot so he does receive uh, more of the criticism which I accept and that's why I criticize him and this is why I'm here saying yeah don't play him against Sheffield don't play him against Copenhagen, but is he still our is he still our best midfielder? Yes, in my opinion, yes. He's still without doubt our best central midfielder in our best team, whether it's a 4-2-3-1, whether it's a 4-3-3, whoever's playing in there, he's a part of that at his best. What are you saying, Ivorian on Casemiro? Should he be dropped? Yes. First of all, I echo every single word you guys said, especially the fact of the, the, the functions within the team, the system as well, regarding Casemiro, because it will affect him. And to answer the question first. Yes, Cashmere should be dropped based on form. Yeah, obviously there will be times where we need him, and I'm not saying drop him entirely for the rest of the season. Based on form, he needs some see some time out because, of course, he, he as well needs to reflect on his performances. He's got stuff to work on, and one of the reasons why I always say this is because we look at the system that we're playing right now, and and in that midfield, and we all know as Manchester United fans, that midfield has never won midfield battles for God knows how long, man. For seasons after seasons, we've always said that we are not winning midfield battles. And in order to win these games and dominate teams, you have to dominate midfield and win these midfield battles. And other players that we have there are incapable of doing. You look, you reflect back to last season when you had Casemiro and Eriksen. There was understanding between the pair, you know. There was a bit of, of control between them two and we felt a bit more at ease when you saw Casemiro and Christian Eriksen because Eriksen would drop deep as well, collect the ball as well, start off and set up plays where Casemiro was sweeping as well. And, and let's not forget Casemiro for what we've seen at Real Madrid and what we've seen at Manchester United, we've seen that he has more to his game than just being a destroyer as well. That's he true. can pass the ball. He's decent at that. He's decent at dribbling. He's And you've actually noticed that he's got technique as well when it comes to his passing. But back to the team as well, it doesn't help when you have Bruno Fernandes, Mason Mount, and against that, they do not understand their roles. They leave that role vacant at times, you know, and they go missing. And that exploits Casemiro. And what have we seen this season? Casemiro chasing. Before you, before you carry on, mm -hmm. just one second. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jez, shut up, man. Shout out to Jez <laughs> in the chat. But shut up, man. Shut up. Fuck up. He's top of the table, talking. you know. No, 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 no. The reason why I'm telling him that, this guy been trying to sell us Hoiberg for all summer and all during the season, the idiot. But go on, sorry. Carry on. Shut up, Jez, this guy. Go on, go yes, on. and I've as you've it. been seeing with Casemiro, yes, he's been chasing, chasing the ball, chasing players as well, mm -hmm. chasing the shadows at times, and being extremely exposed. So yes, that will have an effect on his performance as well. Um, that midfield doesn't help him at all, man, and it never will. You can't have players who just vacate their position, and it, and I agree, we'll probably more have much a bit more control if you had the Amrabat and Christian. Ericsson and also Casemiro in midfield because they know and understand their roles and jobs and what they have to do. Um, Casemiro, in my opinion, is one of our best midfielders. Actually, is the best midfielder at Manchester United. Mm. Um, there's no, there's no arguments about it. And there's no doubts about it. Right now, it's just, it's just a form and confidence. And I don't know whether, because when I was watching preseason, and nobody wants to say preseason is something serious. He didn't have the best preseason. He he wasn't looking in terms of fitness wise, he wasn't looking at his finest or his best. There was a moment where I think I saw a picture of him not looking at his who, best shape as who, well. Who was in who was in the midfield when because I didn't watch preseason? Who played no. in midfield? Who did he play in midfield alongside? Was it Martin Bruno? 
He played. Uh, he didn't start him in preseason mm-hmm. until Mano got injured. Even in yeah. the game, yeah, he did the only time game. he started is when he injured Mano because it was the Madrid game where he mm-hmm. tackled okay. someone, Rodrigo, I think, and Rodrigo yeah. fell on uh, Mano's ankle. So yeah. once he went but, into the, so once he went into the side, was it mm-hmm. who was in the midfield with him? Was it we played no, it? We played a inverted uh, midfielder. That that okay. was the one time he wanted to try it. So when they came to New York, the game that I went mm-hmm. to, he got benched, mm-hmm. but he started Mano, Bruno, and Mount, and that's when Mano mm-hmm. picked up man of the match against Orson. But then mm-hmm. the next game, when Mano got injured, he played four midfielders because he had Mano inverting, or he had Bruno inverting one of them. Basically, he was trying to invert one man into the okay. midfield, like that's... he basically has been doing an Emirates since we gone, but he got him inverting from left back. That's first. Yeah. yeah, go on. Carry on, Ivory. And from that preseason and going into the season now, Casemiro hasn't been in his in best form, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would say it probably warrants a drop in. Actually, no, it warrants a drop in. There's no problem about it. It definitely does because mm-hmm. as well, it's affecting the team and it's affecting the side, and he's making mistakes as well, um, passing the ball, giving the ball away, and that's a confidence thing as well. And it, or it could be an, a fitness issue that he's not there yet at this present moment. You know, maybe another month he'll probably find his best form. So right now, I think it's time to just drop him and let's see what Amrabat can do as playing as the six and whether there's a bit more control in that midfield when you play Mount and Bruno Fernandes in that midfield. You know, it hurts my head when I... You know what's crazy is is all three of us when Uh speaking on Casemiro and multiple people in the chat and other content creators, whether we're talking about Ericsson, whether it's Casemiro, whether Mm -hmm. it's Amrabat, all Mm -hmm. just discuss like how just just poor Mount and Bruno and how just they impact... And have and you noticed that my voice levels goes down whenever I mention these two players? Because noticed, yeah. yeah, yeah, it just goes down because I don't really want to talk about them, you know, because they've been poor, piss poor. Mm. So yeah, man, it, it, it has an effect, man. So we'll see what happens in it. He he does. You know, Abri, you know, what's, you know what's the worst thing? For yes, about this mm-hmm. You know what's the worst thing? I go, I go on, and I'm like, you know, what? Casemiro's this, this, and that. They're like, oh my god, don't talk about Casemiro. He has five Champions Leagues. Talk about no. I'm like, okay. You know, I didn't really want us to mount, sign Mount. I don't think mm-hmm. he's this good. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Uh, stop talking about Mount. We just signed him. Give him some time. What's wrong with you, Stalker? Talk, talk about Bruno. I'm like, okay, I'll talk about Bruno. Yeah, you know guys, Bruno's been here for four years. We haven't mm-hmm. won anything with him. You know, he always gives the ball away. Mm-hmm. Look, what are you saying, Stuff? He's, he's the number one creator in the league. Why are you talking about him like that? I'm like, Bro, if I can't talk about Casemiro, if I can't talk about Mount, if I can't talk about Bruno, if we're not winning, Mm-hmm. Then something has to be wrong with them, not me. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's clearly something wrong with this midfield because I, let's say I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be criticizing any of them. Then why are we not winning games? Why are we not playing good football? Why is that midfield not winning midfield battles? Mm-hmm. If I'm tripping, then mm-hmm. they must be winning. You, but they're not you, winning. They're not winning because you know mm-hmm. why, Staffy? Because the midfielders we have are just not very good. And people don't want to have that conversation. But I can't That's speak what about any of them individually. So who am I, who am I talking about? <laughs> who can I talk about if we're not winning then? Because people don't want because people want to play favorites as much as I love Casemiro and Casemiro, my favorite player currently at the club. Yes, he should be dropped. I can admit when he's in poor form. I expect Mm -hmm. more from him because of the levels he's at. That's why I don't even use the excuse of, oh, he's next to Bruno or he's next to Mount. I understand there'll be a dip when if it's Mount and Bruno and Ten Hag's figured out those two can't play together. But I still expect you to be up to at least a competent standard. Because you are top quality. To me, you mm-hmm. are still world-class. So, therefore, the bare minimum I can expect from you is competent. And he's not been that this season. He's done it in parts, but parts is not good enough. I need you to do it consistently. Because I watched you in a midfield that wasn't the best last year. Ericsson's not the best. Bruno's not the best. 
but I still watched you put in that good to very good performances consistently. You can count his bad performances last year on one hand, to be honest. Like he was just, he was easily just seven out of 10 or above in most games. There's very few games, maybe the odd six here and there. There's very few games where you go, last season, oh, you know what? Casemiro's bad today. He was really bad. Can't believe it. Like there was no conversation about him being dropped, even when we was in poor form. Even when we wasn't getting results, yes, the results picked up and we didn't lose a lot and we was very good at bouncing back. But that's testament to him. And I, mm. if he was performing to that level now, I don't think we're losing as many games as we've lost. That's mm. how important he is to the team. I think he's absolutely um, instrumental. Um, <laughs> to big up to Eddie. Well, Flawless, just to add yeah, to on, that, man. but I, yeah, I generally think, um, yes, he's at that level. But I generally think it's that mm. new system that, whatever system that Ten Hag is trying to play and install, it's having a, a dramatic effect on Casemiro. Playing those two midfielders, it's, we've all said it, it's clearly not working. You know, there's mm -hmm. too much space in that midfield. Like, there was space before in the midfield of the seasons before, prior, when players were moved to us and just go through us at ease, like hot knife on butter. But now it's just looking worse. It's like, it's, it's just only Casemiro on his own in midfield, holding the fork and holding everything, trying to hold it down together. Whereas the other two players... Have vacated their position, and and I think that's that's definitely having an effect on Casemiro's performance. It will to be fair. Mm -hmm. To be fair, though, the, the thing about Casemiro, his positional awareness this season hasn't been good. And there was a lot of times I showed visuals before on, on my mm -hmm. channel for anyone who watches my channel. Links in the title, people, for both Ivorian's channel and Staffy's channel. Click the links yeah. and it opens up new tabs. Go subscribe to Staffy TV. Go subscribe to Red United TV as well. Yeah, go on, Staffy. Big up, man. Big up. Yeah, make sure you guys subscribe. I do a tactical analysis here and there with CK. He's he's one of those tacticals that people like to disrespect, but because they actually understand the game, people like to make fun of them. Mm -hmm. But we actually like broke down what's the issue with Casemiro and his positioning on the pitch and blah, blah, blah. Granted, it was a little bit closer to the start of the season versus now. Yeah. But the reason he's been getting ran through a lot in the midfield is because his positional awareness hasn't been that good. There's a lot of times he's ahead of the ball. Typically, that's not a behavior of a six. But when you think of it, when he's ahead of the ball, that's why he actually gets the GA. Like, does he get more GA than Rodri? Yes, he does. I, I don't even yeah, know. I don't, yeah, I don't think, yeah, because I don't think he's now be, I think the reason why he's ahead of the ball a lot, I think that is instruction. I no, think no, that's what I'm saying. He's our best attacking midfielder. Like, he is. So he gets the goals, he gets the assists. Yeah. But then when we lose the ball, he has to track back. Yes. So where are you tracking back for? Uh, from? Where are you? Are you ahead of Bruno or are you hide behind Bruno? So we talked about this, and I'm like, you know what? It doesn't help that in certain games against certain opponents, you're not in the right position. Especially that, like I'll tell you something, that Spurs game, that Spurs game, he got absolutely destroyed. But because he was playing too high as well. There's so many times where, like, you got to understand who you're playing with in the midfield. So who's my teammates today? And you got to understand who I'm going against. If I lose the ball, who's who's winning that ball in that midfield right away? Okay, it's Basuma. Do I want to give Bissouma freedom on the ball? Do I want to give Madison freedom on the ball? No. So there's, 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 there's been a positional issue with him. Granted, it could be him or it could be, as you said, his tactics. But that's I not think it is tactics. Well. God, yeah, because, I, think it, it, I think there has been a change because Eddie said it there in regards to him. And I think everyone's realised this myself, is that he is not a six. He's playing more as an eight. So him mm -hmm. getting ahead of the Off ball. the ball, he's a six. Mm -hmm. On the ball, he's not a six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But sometimes nice. when we're on the ball and you get countered mm -hmm. right away, you're not in the yeah. position of the six, so you're not helping mm -hmm. yourself. And by the way, his defensive stats this season are horrendous. Yep, I posted yep. it on my Twitter last season, uh, last good. week. He, he, uh, at that time, I don't know, obviously it changed because of the last game, mm -hmm. but he was at 28% um, dual success rate. Last That's season, crazy. 
he was at 82, 81. So he dropped about 60%. Yeah, and that's the adapting of his game. And that's why I think it's instruction. Because we have, I bet if you check his positional map from last season, like overall deep. average position. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's where it stems from. And that's on, I would say so. I think that's clear instruction from the manager in regards to it. Because our midfielders don't really offer too much. Because you mentioned the Spurs game. That was that mm -hmm. same game where Mount had, did he have what? 23, what was it? 23 passes? Or 23 touches, touches or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Matthew has the lowest touches every game. A man tried to tell me he had a good game in that game, <laughs> playing central midfield for Manchester United. <laughs> and he had 23 touches in a central in central midfield after 70 minutes. Like, you just out there, just just running around. I was like, just dude, just out there. We're like, what are you, 23 touches? What are we doing? But that's here? another thing down to instructions. Yeah, that's true. That goes on to the manager as well. Not with the 23 touches, but in terms of Casemiro being ahead of the ball. Big up Star-Lord, been, um, been a member of the channel for eight months. Salute to you, says big up everyone. About Ten Hag, 100% till the last day. We're going to talk about Ten Hag, don't worry about that. Link for the memberships in the pinned comment. Over 80 people in the building. Over 80 of you lot right here, right now, locked in. Only at 45 likes though. Like check, one, two, one, two. Like check, one, two, one, two. Let's bump that up to 70 likes, people. And hit the subscribe button as well. How many subscribers are on? Right? 8,295. I know, the likes. Man. Yeah, man. It gets to 8,300 as well. Five more subscribers. There's over 80 people in the building and it was just some comments here in regards to i did start i wanted to i wanted to get to on this as well koala j says do you think casimiro is also doing too much because he's an attacking threat sparing spearheading the defense doing other players jobs on the pitch i think to an extent but we know he can do it because he has the cape he has the capabilities to be box to box and he has the capabilities to be effective offensively and defensively is it a big ask 110 is a big ask but then you're a very good player and you're a big player for us. So therefore, we can expect that. Of course, I do take into consideration that you have little to no help out there. I do take that fully on board because I don't rate our other midfielders like that. Obviously, Amrabat's just landed, but I do rate Amrabat and I think he'll help. Um, Ericsson as well. We know his deficiencies, but he's not played. But Martin Bruno, like, come on. Go get whoever you want. Go get Rodri. And Rodri's not looking like Rodri at Manchester City in our midfield. Would he still perform to a certain level? Yes. Because he's of a certain, he's of a certain caliber. But would he perform the way he does at Manchester City? Would he be getting Ballon d'Or shouts and all this prey? No. Go get whatever DM you want to go get. Whether it's from now, whether it's from the past, go get Prime Gattuso. I'm saying, go get Prime Prime Cloud Bakalele, the guy who the position is named after. Would they still perform again to a certain level? Yes, they would, 110. percent But would they look like how they look? No, because in midfield you can't do it legit all by yourself. But Casemiro can still perform to a competent level. And that's all I'm asking him from him. And I've seen him do it, like I said, at times this season. I just need him to consistently do it. And I think the penny has dropped for um, Ten Hag because we've not seen Bruno and Mount play together in midfield. Like Bruno's mm -hmm. been playing wide right. So I think the penny has dropped um, in regards to that as well. S. Madison, I do disagree with this way. He says, I don't think he should be dropped, but Casemiro passed his prime. Let's be honest. You can't play him twice a week. I disagree with that. I think you I can play him twice a week. Fine. Prime. And this past his prime, yeah, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's a physical issue with him. I think it's multiple mm -hmm. things, including his own individual performance, one, the structure around him, two, tactics and the manager. I think it's um, multiple things. And people are getting mistaken as well. Eddie, I see you, says if Casemiro gets dropped before Bruno, Rashford or Mount are loser. I'm not going to lie. I'm not here <laughs> saying they shouldn't be dropped. I'm on record saying drop them all. Casemiro should be dropped. Bruno should be dropped. Mount should be dropped. Rashford should be dropped. 
I've said that we're waiting. Throw Lindelof in the mix as well. They all should not start against Sheffield United. I even too sure I want to see these men against Copenhagen, to be honest. But they should definitely not start. Like when you drop players, drop them. I'm not saying drop them and then man get get put on at half time the next game in, in that game against Sheffield United or 20. Yo, drop man and don't play him. Mm -hmm. Have man travel to Sheffield and leave man on the bench. I'm saying, like, put your foot down. If you want to rule with the iron fist, rule with the iron fist. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. I hate when all no, man get dropped I, and I then get 45 that, minutes. Yeah. Um, sometimes a player just needs to sit down on the bench. You know, when he yes. hasn't been playing well, yep. people underestimate. By the way, when you sit on the bench, especially how high the bench is in Old Trafford, you sit there and you're watching the game. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. you know, I love how our benches are so high because you can get a better visual of the pitch. If I'm Rashford, I'm like, you know what? I've been playing bad. Let me sit on the bench today. The manager sat me down. I'm watching the game for 60 minutes. I see the game flowing. I see the deficiencies of the other team. If I come on, I see this and this is the weakness. I can do this, this, and that. You know, this is how the game is looking right now. This is what I need to improve the team with. You come on, you already have an idea of what the game mm -hmm. looked like for 60 minutes. It helps you to impact the game because you have an idea versus someone who started the game. You don't know how the game is going to look like. You don't know if you're going to keep the ball, if they're going to keep the ball. You don't know you know, how physical the game is going to be. You don't know how fast or slow the game is going to be. It's much easier to come off the bench after reading the game for about 60 minutes, come on, make an impact, and then you can kind of shift your form from there. It's not a bad thing. It's not the worst thing in the world to say, listen, even if you're my best player, quote-unquote best player, even though I don't think Rashford and Bruno are, but mm -hmm. just sit on the bench today. You haven't been performing well. I'm going to bring you on in the second half. If we need a goal, you're going to see what we need to do, and you're going to come on and do it. Maybe you will do it. Or maybe we could be winning. Be like, listen, the game is easy. Go get a run out. Get some uh, some minutes in your legs. You know, Have some fun out there. We're up 3-0, blah, blah, blah. Get yourself a goal or something. And then you kick on from there. So it's not such a bad thing sometimes to sit on the bench. Sometimes it might, it might be what you need, and you can kick on from there. Yeah, no, no, I absolutely agree with you, Staffy, because the DJ manager needs to rule with an iron fist. At times, you need yeah, to drop these players Go on, carry on, fam. and sit on the bench, and sometimes not even get a minute or second in, and so they can reflect on themselves and see that, raw. like, I really need to step up my level, you know, you know, and, and just punish them in a certain way, you know, like Bruno Fernandes, put him on the bench, but don't don't pull him on. Let him sit out the whole ninety on. minutes, yes, and just yes. see that I haven't been performing well. Let me reflect to myself and see what I need to improve on. Okay, I see that Ericsson is running into this position, like Staffy said there, Casemiro's, and maybe next time I'll be in this position. Maybe I shouldn't give the ball when I'm here and all that. So, because so they can learn from it, you know. Because at the end of the day, everyone's comfortable at Manchester United, and, I, and that's why I don't like at Manchester United. Comfortability should never be at a top club. You know, you should never be comfortable at a top club. You know, you should always be looking left, right, up and down and seeing who's next to you and all that kind of stuff. Who's coming at you? Who's who's here to just fight for your position as well? Who makes you uncomfortable as well? And that's the thing about Manchester United. And you look at Rashford, the guy can play, have a stinker and he thinks he's going to play the next game, which is probably a fact. He will definitely play the next game and he doesn't have to worry about that. You know, we come, we come from an era where we had two of the best, two of the best wingers playing at one side, two best strikers. In fact, we had, we had a moment where we had four top quality strikers, and none of them were comfortable in their position. Everyone knew that they had to perform, and that's the level that we're at now. Without they know they don't have to perform, and they will play. So now, Ten Hag, you need to show them, you know, because at the end of the day, it's fine when you want to drop Sancho, yeah, but you need to drop men like Rashford, you need to drop men like Bruno, and be the same and treat everyone equally. You know what I'm saying, guys? You know. Because at the end of the day, don't just tell me you can do one thing to one player and you can't do one thing to the other player because what? 
they behave and you favoritize them. No, in football, and especially at the top game, top level of the game, at top clubs, if a player doesn't perform, you drop them and yeah, you bring thanks. in next man. It is 100%. what it is, man. Uh, and to Madison, who says, Flawless, I, I don't care what people say. I play Mount as the cam over Bruno all day long. At least he takes care of the ball. Either or. Two cheeks. I've said it before. Two cheeks are the same ass. Whoever plays there, I'm not gonna ever debate it. Do I personally? Do I personally think Mount is better than Bruno? No, but I'm not gonna argue if someone says the other. Neither of them are good enough for where we're trying to go to. In my personal opinion, that's just what it is. Never should assign Mount. Bruno should not be starting for us anyway. And that's one thing I kind of give Ten Hag credit for is, is he's realized quickly that one they can't play both in the same midfield. So that's why you see Bruno playing wide right. So when people say, "Oh, he can't drop Bruno," and da da da, that shows you where he's at with Bruno. In fact, he's taken Bruno's basically been replaced by Mason Mount. That shows you where Ten Hag rates him. If Ten Hag rated him that highly, then he's dropping him for he's he's moving him out of position to play to for a quality player. It's not like he's a Casemiro level player. It's not like he's someone of where you go. You know what? It's, it's Mason Mount. It's Mason Mount who don't even have double play. who doesn't even have double figures open play assist, and he's been here four years and some change. Like what are we doing here? Like he don't really offer much. You don't offer much offensively. You don't offer much defensively. I told you, he's out there running around, and that's why people want to talk about off the ball, which is all well and good. But give me both is what I'm asking for. How about it's football? So how about you give me the off the ball things and give me the on the ball things? Because that's what the best players in the world do. If we talk about the best players in Europe now, if me, Ivorian, and Staffy sit here and ask the chat, and we say, "All right, let's pick a Premier League best eleven." Guaranteed, all them players we pick in the midfield and all the suggestions are good at both. Mm -hmm. I'm saying Rodri, who we'll get to in a sec, is good at both. As good as he is off the ball, he's good on the ball. Same way with the vast majority of um, Manchester City central midfielders. And they're, they're the benchmark. Yeah, people are overreacting and it's funny too because they lost. But like, they're still Manchester City at the end of the day. And they'll still probably go on a run. And to Drew Blue says, flawless, we, see, we saw City's midfield drop drastically without Rodri. How can we say that one player doesn't make a huge difference? I'm not saying one player doesn't make a huge difference. The point that I'm making is Rodri's still in a functioning system. If you think you put Rodri in our midfield with Mount and Bruno and he looks like Rodri at Manchester City, that's just plain wrong. He don't. Mm -hmm. He don't. Because you know Especially what? Especially that Rodri, yeah, Rodri's a link of DM, by the way. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. people that yes. need to understand, he's a link of DM. What does a link of DM mean? It doesn't mean that he's going to, okay, he's not going to drive with the ball. He's not going to like dribble a few players and he's going to put a killer ball into the box for someone. By the way, that's not an insult to say that. When he's a link of DM, it means he's good at getting the ball, identifying the right pass, and he feeds the ball into these players. Um, what's his name? Busquets was like that. Did you ever look at Busquets and he was like pinging balls? Left and right to the to the wingers, or whatever. He never did that, but he was regarded as the best DM in the world for about what fifteen years mm -hmm. because he did that. You put him in that in that United system. Who's he linking up? There's yes. no one to link up. Not no. someone who's good. Is he gonna take care of the ball better? Yeah, he will. One hundred percent. Is he gonna is he gonna shield the ball better? Is he gonna get the ball like when his back is to to the pitch and he's looking at the goalkeeper receiving the ball? Is his awareness better than Casemiro? Yeah, he'll have a good few turns. He'll go to the fullbacks or whatever. But his link-up play, to, to the greater picture of what Flawless mm -hmm. is talking about, mm -hmm. he's not going to come in and all of a sudden we're contending for the league because he's still going to look and he's going to see the same issues. Is he going to pass the ball better to, to Mount? Yes. Yeah. But is Mount supposed mm -hmm. to be where he is? Most likely not. Same for Bruno. If Bruno's not in the right position, is he going to be able to link up uh, Bruno? Maybe a little bit better than Casemiro, but most times, no. He's not going to have Bernardo running, making the, the correct runs, <laughs> Bruno making the correct runs, because the players around him are not as as good as the ones they had in City. 
So mm-hmm. the change wouldn't be drastic. He won't be shit. Rodri will still be Rodri. Yeah, he'll still be of a certain he, level because his quality, yes. 100%, but the, he's yes. not going to shift the needle for this team because the team no. has other mm-hmm. issues than just the DM. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's a system game, people. That's all I'm saying. That's not a shot at Rodri. Like, Rodri's quality. Not disputing that whatsoever. I'm just saying if people think you put him in our side and one, it transformers and two, you get the him that you get at City. No. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Simple as that. And if a ball didn't hit Ake in the face, we won't even be discussing this heaven. That's what mm-hmm. happened in the Arsenal game. Well, I have to say, That's I don't even happened. think flawless. I don't think City's midfield dropped drastically without Rodri because they were still the same City side, dominating the possession, dominating the midfield battle, where Arsenal didn't have a real... Where, where, they, where they missed him is what Staffy mm-hmm. was talking about in mm-hmm. terms of, I think, progressing the mm-hmm. ball. But City mm-hmm. had enough of the ball in the correct areas. City's problem was their offensive players didn't do anything. Haaland, uh, Foden, Alvarez, Bernardo Silva. You're looking at those four to win you the game. Did any of those four play above a five out of ten? That's also credit to Arsenal because Arsenal also defended well. But on the flip side, Arsenal didn't create a lot. And that's what Rodri helps with. As good as he is on the ball, he's also very good at screening. It's not like Arsenal. If Arsenal would have cut through them, I'd be like, you know what, Fess. I'd be like, Fess, but we move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, go on. And to, oh, sorry. Um, no, no. sorry, I'm just reading a comment mm-hmm. to Scott. So he says, uh, it's so ironic you are critical. Big up to you, Scott. Um, it's so ironic you are critical of Bruno, who's been our best player for United, and then hype oh. up this donkey waste of space, Sancho in the same breath. Ah, right, you are you already know, you already know what's about to happen. All right, so Scott, you're 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 clearly new here, and this is about the Ten Hag and, and Sancho thing. So if I hype up Sancho and it's on the list, big up to my Ed, my guy Eddie in the chat. For those that don't know, and let me put this on the screen. I love this, how people come here with agendas because we have mm-hmm. receipts because you see these live streams, people, they're recorded and they go out live and then you can watch them back. So the Mandem United podcast, there's a playlist uh, called the Summer Transfer Window one. Mm-hmm. And the last show me and Eddie did was player ratings and it was on a scale of zero to ten. And we rated every player. We did it in two parts. Defensive players in part one and then defensive midfielders, defensive players in part one, goalkeeper as well. And then attacking players, attacking midfielders, offensive players in part two. On a scale of zero to ten, Scott, I'll ask you, what do you think I gave Sancho? That's why I want to know. I'm saying the the, the chat will let you know. But you know what? I'll let you know. We gave him a three. You know what I'm saying? We gave him a three. So how am I hyping up Sancho? Please explain. Like, if I don't mind people say, please don't say things I haven't said. Mm-hmm. Ask me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And how have I hyped up Sancho? Where I'm the same guy who said all summer long Sancho needs to be sold. Yep, we was oh, there. So we discussed it. We didn't even talk about Sancho. It's, it's so mm-hmm. weird how yeah. the Sancho talk is forced sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want to defend Bruno and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, Bruno's mm-hmm. been our best player." Okay, Bruno's been our best player. Say, like, let's say for argument's sake, that's true. All right, we're sat in tenth, bottom of our Champions League group. So, what's him being our best player done for us? <laughs> what's that done? Mm-hmm. Again, a stance. I'm saying hyping up Sancho. There's no clip of me hyping up Sancho anywhere, but we move. Yeah, man, congratulations. You played yourself. Like, that's why if I rated him highly, why would I give him a three out of ten on the player ratings? It's there, people. Why would I say yeah. sell him all summer? Come on, man. I, I think I think Scott Jones probably saw one little five-second video of you saying that, you know what, I've ruined spice. I would have done the same thing myself. And he probably yeah. thinks, oh, you back, you back him. Well, <laughs> and again, people get that mistaken. That's mm-hmm. nothing to do. And the people kept doing that during whilst every time we discussed that. That's nothing to do with Sancho on the pitch. Mm-hmm. That's nothing to do with what on the pitch. What happened between Ten Hag and Sancho is nothing to do with his performances on the pitch. He could have been playing week in, week out and playing 10 out of 10. He could have been playing week in, week out and dropping 0 out of 10. It could have been 
um, give me one of the youth players who came on that Dan Gore could Ten Hag could have said that about Dan Gore, I would have said the same or thing, Hannibal. Mm-hmm. or Hannibal. You know what I'm saying? Players I've not even watched like that too tough. Like what he said was wrong. It's as simple as that. He should not have done that. But people think, oh, you're backing Sancho when you say that. Yes, because Sancho's in the right in that scenario in regards to what the manager did. He didn't need to call him out publicly. But hey, we move, innit? You know what I'm saying? We move. Um, to Johnny, who says, but whilst running around, he just doesn't do anything. Same thing applies with Mount. If you're talking about attacking player off the ball work, then that player isn't doing enough on the ball work. Of course, Johnny. Because when we talk about great attacking players who are exceptional off the ball, like use Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale was exceptional off the ball. But why is it not the first thing we discuss? Why do we talk about his on the ball attributes? Because he was doing stuff on the ball. But hey, oh, in it. People can stick with Bruno and Mount and all this type of stuff. But, you know. Bro, I, I, sometimes I hear this bro. and I'm like, are you guys that young, maybe? Like, most of you guys have to be young, bro, because people like us who grew up in the Fergie era. We used to see Rooney got dropped randomly in a game and no one was like, oh my God, why? Mm-hmm. We used to be like, all right, the manager is up to something and we would still mm-hmm. win games. You know, Tevez would get dropped. Scholes would get dropped. You know, Rio would get dropped. Yeah. And we always trusted the manager. That he knows what he's doing and we would win games. This whole thing that we can't drop these plays because they're, they're our best players. In the Fergie era, sometimes I didn't know who our best 11 was. And that's how good that team was. Because in any moment, you can bring on any player and take out any player. Yes, on paper, you could probably figure out who the best names are. But in general, I don't think we ever had a consistent 11 because that team, anyone was droppable and anyone was startable. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, 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 the quicker we go back to that, by the way, because our team is not that good enough to, be, to pick itself. Some teams are good enough to pick themselves. Don't get me wrong. We're not one of these teams. The sooner we get back to that, the better. Because we are playing a lot of these players based on just name and what they've done all against Luxembourg and they've done it this season and that season. Bro, you're not doing on the pitch right now. You sit down. That's all it is, bro. I don't want to hear no compilation. Watch no compilation about Luxembourg. I can't even tell you where Luxembourg is on the map. And I'm someone who knows geography, so don't even talk to me. You about probably this. can't even tell them what language they speak in Luxembourg. I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't know. The only person I know from that, that region is Chris Stapps Porzingis, and I don't think he's from Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. I think he's from Latvia. That's how much I don't know about that area of Europe anyways. Mm-hmm. So don't talk to me about no Luxembourg comps when mm-hmm. we're talking about Bruno being dropped or not. Same for Casemiro, same for Rashford, same for everyone, bro. I, I didn't even have an issue with Unana being dropped last game. I'm like, you know what? Is he a better goalkeeper than the backup? Most likely because I've never seen the, the, the backup play. I don't know anything about him. I just know he's Turkish. Yeah. That's all you know. I was like, but if he's not confident and he's making silly mistakes, okay, so drop him. I used to see Vandersar just randomly get a rest for no reason. There we go. I'm going to arrest Vandersar today. Same with the hey, and uh, you guys remember uh, Lindegaard? Was it Lindegaard or was it what was the name? Yeah, Linde- the yeah it was, it was Lindegaard, the goalkeeper. Yeah, it was Lindegaard. Yeah, yeah, Lind- oh, Lingard was the player, and Lindegaard. Yeah, I used to mix yeah. him up. Lindegaard. He used to just randomly start. Yes, granted, because De Gea was younger and he was like 19 or 20 when we signed him. But still, things just got dropped whenever you weren't performing. The minute you're performing again in training and you get the confidence back, the manager gives you a chance again. You play again. There you go. You got your ch- you, your spot back. And we need to go back to that, bro. That's all it is. No, and, and, and that's, yeah, go on, Ivorian. No, it's, it's whether we're going to get back to that. Yeah, that just depends on a lot of yeah, things. Well. Yeah, And look at, depends on whether the club wants to sell depends on whether the players i mean the club can sell off the players that are not needed at the club until that happens then maybe we can get back to that level man 
But it's going to be a long time, guys, man. I see it as the next two to three seasons, maybe you, you'll probably see the old Manchester United back. As long as the manager's improving and he's getting the plays that he, he, he wants and as we're getting rid of the players that he does not need, then you probably see it. But until now, you won't, man. Until you get new owners as well, man. I will always bang on about that because we won't get back to that level because, again, Manchester United, I think they stagnate everything that we try to do in terms of progression. When the, when the opportunity is there to progress... They do, they do nothing. Like, for example, um, the way we finished off the season last season, you think, all right, this is the time for us to be serious in the transfer window and get top players in and get rid of certain men and sell a lot of people. And yet, as always mentioned, I do, they, they do exactly what they do. They let you down every summer and they do not show any real seriousness in the transfer window in the summer. We've been in that position before where we finished second and the following season, we're meant to challenge. <laughs> yeah. And we don't do that. We don't spend heavily in a transfer window. We don't get the best players. We went for names and it and it hit us hard in the face. And I'm talking about the time when Oli finished second for those who love Oli. And we was meant to challenge the following season when we signed Jaden Sancho, Christian. Yeah, Ronaldo, yeah. yeah. Fan, a st stupid fan base. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we can yeah. challenge. Mm -hmm. Whatever, man. Mm -hmm. like, look at the team. Look at the manager. Mm -hmm. like, we can challenge. Like, no, we can't. Like, come on. Just, just look, all you have to do is just look at the team. It's not really tough. But yeah, the thing is, we weren't even being critical of Bruno, and here come Bruno stands. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I'm saying, like I said, if he, if he, if he played as well, if he, if he played as well, um, if he played well, then we wouldn't. There'd be no criticism of him. Reason why there's no criticism of certain certain Manchester United play, like for instance, Casemiro last season, is because we performed well. Mm -hmm. Like if you perform well, it shuts some 99.9 percent .9 of people, and we weren't even being super critical. I've done, been I've. I don't even. I'm not even critical of Bruno no more. It's still someone asked me in the chat, and then I give. I know the levels he's at. I ain't mentioned him against Brentford. I don't even smoke. It's it. I don't the same drum asking. again. I don't want to be the, the, the same drum. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of it. Well, like it's just it makes no. Time it's like how many times do I need to say the same thing until people realize? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think people are because there is very very little um, defense of him. There is now very, very, very little defense of him. I think people have have realized, but now that defense has moved him out. Because Mount is just him, part two. That's a whole different you conversation that. that people ain't ready for. Of course, he's just him, part. He's just him, part two. Probably a worse version, in my opinion. But you know, we move. Big up to uh, you lot. Continue to get your questions in as well. Make sure you do so. Get your questions in. Mohammed, I'm actually trying to find one of your comments. This is flawless and cold. Who should be signed if uh, Sancho was sold in January on the winger options? Uh, there's no winger that stands out to me. What are you saying, Ivory? And any wingers? Because it does seem that Sancho is going to be on his way out. Not at the top of my head. Um, do you know what I would prefer? A young striker, I mean, a young wiggle from probably from Brazil or Argentina and South America that no one's heard of, that's fantastically and just talented as hell. That's what I prefer because I don't feel like we should go for a big name. We've been there and it hasn't gone well, you know. So we should look for someone that's relatively unknown, that's got the talent, has the Manchester United quality, and on top of that, has the Manchester United mentality that do not just cave in when a manager criticizes you like it's not normal for a manager to criticize your performances and tell you that you need to improve. And that's what we would, we, I, that's what I want. But there's no play in particular that I would tell you right now from the top of my head. I say, yeah, let's get him. Let's really get him. Let's go for it. No, Except for the I... Napoli, the Napoli winger. That's the only oh, guy I talk, think of. Oh, you're talking about, oh, you're talking about, um, yeah. Catch, 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 whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. KK. And anyone talking rubbish in the chat will be blocked. Were you saying, Staffy? Yeah. 
anyone talking yeah, rubbish is just get holding blocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, Staffy, any wingers that stand out to you? Uh, I, I don't want to plagiarize, but listen, my guy uh, Griggs, I mentioned him earlier. Make sure you guys subscribe to Griggs Talks, by the way. He knows a lot of ball. Yeah. He 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 told me about um Nico Williams, you know, Naki Williams, the one from yep. Yuba. Yeah, his brother, his younger brother, brother, and he's a yep. winger. Mm-hmm. Not only is he pacey. He's ambidextrous, so he plays with his, his right and his left. And I'm not gonna lie, the guy's he's he's very good. I was like, why are you so big on him, Griggs? Like, I was like, what's what's the hype about? Him? And he started talking to me about him and showed me like a few videos about him. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, the, the kid is sick. I think he's on a 30 million release clause. Um, yeah, see, True Blue Clay knows what I'm talking about. He's saying he's a good shout. Mm-hmm. He, he low key gives you what he's not a good finisher like Greenwood. Remember Greenwood on that right wing with his left wing? Yeah, right. he, he, carry on, carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was hitting him with, with left left foot, right foot. He he had no weak foot. Mm-hmm. Nico Williams is the same thing. He's a very good creator. The, the, the way he moves, the way he dribbles past players, and the way he can play with both feet, this might be something that we need to look at because you can play him on both wings. And let's be honest, what's the last time we had a winger where you put him on any side and you're like, you know, mm-hmm. he can play right, he can play left. Rashford, when we put him on the right, people don't like it. He doesn't even like it. Garnacho, same thing. Anthony, you can never put him on the left. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Sancho was the only one that could do that, and he wasn't really performing anyways. So to me, he's a shot for anyone who wants to look at him. Definitely go watch some comps, watch his games in La Liga or whatever. Definitely a very good player. That would be my shot. You know? I don't want I don't, I don't to steal what Griggs said, but that's what I'm saying. Griggs is the one that made me um, uh, watch this guy. and Basically, he's the one who brought him up to me. And I think, Staffy, the last time we had a, a winger who can play on both sides, I believe that's probably Lewis Nani. <laughs> I swear, I knew. I was like, if he says Nani, I'm going to be very mm-hmm. proud of him. Yes, yes Lewis Nani. And big up Johnny Hill as well. I would love to have Rafael Leo, but again, with these luxury players, Manchester United, I don't think uh, the team is ready again to. You set can't up get to Leo have a when you got players. Rashford. You yes. can't do that. Rashford, mm-hmm. the only way you get Leo is if you get rid of Rashford because they have very similar games. And, you know. and the only time, Safi, I would get Leo is when I have a complete team. Because, again, adding a luxury player like Rafael Leo, you have to have the luxury team. Because we failed with luxury players. 100%. We have. I agree with you. I, I agree with you 100%. What do you think bringing Leo in is going to stop tracking back and doing the stuff that we criticize Rashford for? No. He's one of those selfish players. And listen, granted, sometimes you got to be a selfish player, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when you're, you're the main player on the team. He is the main player on that Juventus team uh, in Milan. AC Milan, yeah, yeah. AC Milan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he is a luxury player. He doesn't come in and, and shift the needle for us. Plus, he, him coming in means Rashford is gone. <laughs> See, Rashford leaving anytime soon. I'm not going to you. Uh, I'm not going to let you. So it's more of me looking around like, all right, Sancho, uh, who comes in? I think that's how we started this whole question mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. you know, especially in January. You're, you're not getting rid of Rashford and Sancho in January. So the the, the, the question was, uh, the, the 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 idea of getting layout is, is pretty much impossible. Um, but other than that, bro, I mean, I, I I don't know who else that we can get, especially in January. I'm not going to lie, even uh, Nico Williams, I don't think we can get him in January. No. I'm looking at the options. <laughs> if we're being very realistic, bro, we're getting Ahmad Diallo in January. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> he's going to be back from injury, and we're going to start using him on that right wing, if I'm being honest with you. And he's going to be one of these cells that we get high wages off, and we're not going to replace him right away. 
it could potentially be that. But then again, you look at January, how many times can you get a top player in January where a top club was willing to let go one of their best players in that particular moment, knowing that they've got the second half of the Champions League to go. Maybe they're competing. It won't happen. And again, the reason why I wouldn't go for Rafael Leal now is because you just look out of midfield. Are they going to find him? Are they going to bring the best out of, out of Rafael Leal? And even if Rafael Leal was to join us, do you know what it would add, Staffy? Competition for Rashford. Because I'm I'm at that position where I think I see Rashford in the near future as a bench player, you know, second option as well. You know, because he's, he's just a bench player. He, he can be. He can get be. He gets someone listen. that can compete with him. No, you know what he needs to be? He needs mm-hmm. to be a Sadio Mane on a team where he's the second best attacker, not the first best attacker. Because Sadio Mane, by the way, he's levels better than Rashford. I'm not saying he's the same level. Mm-hmm. He was he was miles ahead of Rashford. But Mane, at the end of the day, he wasn't the main threat in that, in that attacking line. It was always Salah scoring the goals. So he he played that second, he played that Robin role very well. And that's why they kind of won a few trophies together. That's what, in my opinion, that's Rashford's ceiling. As long as the pressure is just on Rashford to deliver and to be the number one man, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever win anything. I can't, I don't think he could be that guy. You know, mm-hmm. he needs to be, be the main Robin guy. Hood. He needs mm-hmm. to be someone's Robin Hood. I mean, Flawless, mm-hmm. you watch NBA. There's mm-hmm. certain players in the well, NBA, just, as an example. That number twos, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to I be a number that. two. And he can be a mm-hmm. very good number two because you still need a very good number two. But if you yeah. put a number two as a number one, Julius Randle is an example because I watch the Knicks. He's mm-hmm. the number one in the Knicks. But when you watch him, he, they choke in the playoffs. Why? Because he's mm-hmm. not good enough to be the main man. Back mm-hmm. to Premier League now that I'm mm-hmm. done with the NBA analogy, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Sometimes you can't force a number two guy to be the main man because it's too big for him sometimes. The the, the, the lights and, and the spotlight is too big for him sometimes. And I think this is what Rashford goes through. Mm-hmm. He gets the goals sometimes, and it looks nice when he's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. The minute it slows down and he's not offering anything, it gets very ugly. And that's, bro, you know what it is, bro? It's like a 10. Oh. The minute she takes off the makeup, she looks hit. She puts the makeup again. <laughs> yeah. 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 That is Rashford, bro. You take off the makeup, beautiful. which is the goals, it mm-hmm. looks hit again, mm-hmm. you know, because oh, you have nothing God, to offer in the middle. Bro, if you have a good personality, no. if you have a good personality, you have a sense Right now, the Rashford that we got is the one that you wake up to in the morning like, whoa, you last night? <laughs> That's just, just, just to it clarify, is, man, then you have to be able to you have to be able to see through makeup. You know what I'm saying? It's a skill, <laughs> it's is, a thing. When you are talking to a female, understand, uh-huh. like yeah. especially if you're in a in a rave and it's dark and that you have to look, look at her face like you're focused, even if you're mm-hmm. waved. And then mm-hmm. also what you can do is go to your your brethren. There's normally one brethren in the group who doesn't drink or is not that yeah. drunk. You go to that brethren, you go to that friend and say, yo, you just grab and say, fam, what does this girl really look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to. And then, you been there, man. Been there, you know what I'm saying, in previous years. So I've been waved, gone to my brethren who don't drink and been like, yo, fam, what does this girl look like? And then man will give you the reels. Like, nah, nah, she's, she's lying, she's lying. I'll be like, nah, fam, it ain't uh... it. And then you know. Because, yo, you know what I'm saying? Them beer goggles is a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, go on, carry on. It's true, man. Yeah, it's a thing. You get fooled, man. You get fooled, trust me. Don't get catfished out here, people. <laughs> Listen, he's been catfishing us sometimes with his goals, yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Sometimes with the goals, yes, it looks perfect, but when you take away the goals and you got nothing else to offer, mm-hmm. that's the main issue. And that's why it's either really pretty or really mm-hmm. ugly when it comes to Rashford. 
And that's just been the reality with him. We go from five goals to, to 30 goals the next season, <laughs> but then we're back to one goal again. So it's yeah. like you woke I, up now, no makeup, I think he you might, put on I, the makeup, and now yep. you have the makeup again. Yep. I think he might be. You know what? I don't want to like be right about this, but I think Sancho might, I'm Sancho, I think Rashford might just be that player in regards mm -hmm. to good season, bad season. Good season, bad season. As long, it's like, been like that, flawless. Flawless, it's yeah. been like that. Yeah. So a lot of bad he, seasons. Yeah, I think he, I do think he can be a part of a team that is successful, but I do agree he shouldn't be your go-to guy. I do think he can be a part of a front three and he can definitely be a part of a squad with his, um, with his attributes that he has. He can definitely be coming off the bench 110%, but we do need improvements. But that's mm -hmm. just Manchester United overall. And is it true? Man is saying the Napoli wingers got one goal in six months. Is that the case? Has he been injured? No way has no, he got one goal in six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I cannot I cannot pronounce his name. That's why I just call him the Napoli winger beginning with K. You don't know who I'm talking about. Yeah, is this true? He's got one goal in nearly six months. Yeah, yeah. Has he been injured? Surely he's I'm been sure injured. he's been assisting. I'm sure he's been contributing to that Napoli team because that Napoli team Surely. won the Scudetto. So he Surely. must be doing something. Surely. Like, oh, it's all right, man. We got Rashford. He's only got one goal in six months. Surely. It's fine. <laughs> Rashford just needs to be Rashford just needs to be dropped, man. Like he does. Like, Rashford, my guy. Like I like Rashford. Mm, but him, you, you've mm -hmm. given me nothing to defend. Like he just needs to be dropped. And you're seeing the difference when Ganacho's getting on the pitch. Like even the goal he contributed to the first goal. Yeah, it was the first goal, wasn't it? Um, the equaliser against Brentford, where he's contributed to that. But you lot continue to bump up the likes. We're at 58 likes. Large up you lot. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to subscribe to Ivorian's channel. Make sure you subscribe to Staffy's channel as well. The links are both in the title. So you click the links. It opens up new tabs. You can subscribe to their channels. And you can also find all their socials through there as well. All right, it's nine games, one goal, four assists. And that's not too bad then. When you say it like that, you know what I'm saying? One five, you know what I'm saying? 5G in it, but obviously context depending on games. Like, did three of those assists come, did two of those assists come in one game and two in the other? But yeah, like, yeah, that is kind of a fall off, but again, um, context. But we'll go on to it, Staffy. We'll get your thoughts on this. Obviously, Ten Hag's been under immense pressure, crucial win against Brentford. Where do you stand? Because someone did ask you, Ten Hag out, you know what I'm saying? Ten Hag in, Ten Hag doubt, where I'm at. Where were you at with Ten Hag? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's deep one. It's deep because you're conflicted. You know what's so crazy? Much, you know, so you know what's crazy? Uh -huh. You know what's crazy? All the Manchester United content creators I work with, so whether it's Ivory, whether it's Staffy, whether it's who else, I've done it before. When been when they've been asked questions all season longer, you just go. <sighs> <laughs> you just know it's just it's just because you know what it is flawless a lot of people just like always ask me like Stavi why don't you just say you're a 10 hangout I'm like because I'm really not 10 hangout mm. I think we talked about on, on Saeed's channel that one time me you Saeed and uh was it Musa and when that's when Musa went 10 hangout and I'm like listen bro yeah, here's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, yeah, like, he did, he did, the he only did. reason I'm not saying 10 hangout is because I know the minute 10 hang leaves it doesn't get better that's mm. the thing like maybe yeah. am I being deluded for thinking he can turn it around? Maybe I don't know. I don't Do I think, think he will. I don't think it's delusion. I think it's more so you're looking at going one is hope because I'm there as well because you're a Manchester United so. fan and two we watched him turn it around last season so we know he's capable. I think that's I don't want it to be false hope. That's the thing. I'm I'm looking yeah. at. It, I was like, do I have enough evidence to say plus hope? Obviously that he could do something. And yeah. this is what I, the, the conclusion I came down to. Like I I, I came down to the conclusion that. Will we be better after the international break? I think we will. 
I think with the personnel mm. that we're going to have, with the, the bumps that we have in the beginning of the season, listen, sometimes these bumps are for the greater uh, – for, for, for the – how do I say this? There's, there's, there's a basically light at the end of the tunnel. And these could be growing pains in the meantime. And I really do think so. But is it anything notable to say that 10 eggs to the guy to take us back to winning and competing? No. I actually don't. I actually came out after the Galatasaray game on my channel. I said that I'm done with this project. I think this project failed. And people were like, are you already out on the project? I was like, yes, for one big reason. I mm -hmm. think that the man is trying to do something. And I see, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I think we built around the wrong people. And I'm not talking about just changing a left back, changing a right back, changing a winger. I'm looking at our main midfielder, and I'm looking at our main goal scorer, and I'm like, yo, that is not good enough. Hmm. And these guys are our captain, our highest paid player. And I'm like, the fix around these guys is too much. Sometimes it's, it's little cosmetics. If you have a car and you need, like, new tires, that's an easy fix. If hmm. your windshield broke, all right, I'm going to put a new windshield. Uh, got a few scratches. All right, I'll repaint it. But when the engine blows out, when the transmission blows out, they're like, oh, okay, now I can't just fix it. I mean, might, might need to replace the whole thing. So I'm not going to change the tires. I'm not going to change the windshield. I'm not going to change this and that until I fix the main thing. The main thing is the engine and, 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 and the transmission. And I'm looking at us. I'm like, we are building around, in my opinion, a failed engine and a, a failed transmission. Because I don't think our goal, goal scorer is that good to take us to these levels. And I don't think our captain is that good to take us to these levels. So I don't care who you put around them because I don't think they're even good enough. And I think that's a bigger fix. We can go far with the rebuild, but then realize after two, three years that, oh, shit, Bruno was the wrong one to build around uh, uh, this whole time. But the manager doesn't see it. Same thing as Rashford. I worry that it takes him that long to realize it where we're three years in and things are not improving. Or like we did a whole rebuild for nothing because we didn't change the main thing. We didn't change the engine. We didn't change the captain. We didn't change the goal scorer. I didn't make Hoyland the focal point. I made Rashford the focal point. Hmm. I made Bruno my midfielder. I didn't make Mao or, or anyone else that he rates the main midfielder. Hmm. And that's the thing that worries me, especially because of the mentalities. I've seen these mentalities be shit. I was like, yo, we can actually play a good game of football and still lose because these mentalities are not good enough. And I've seen Unana get affected by it. I've seen Casimiro get affected by it. We bring in players, and their levels, by the way, drop instead of them taking us up to their levels. And I said after Galatasaray, I was like, if we get bring in Mbappe tomorrow, it's only a matter of time until Mbappe comes down to our levels instead of the players going up to Mbappe levels. And I truly believe it at this point, bro. Because when you look at Unana, is Unana the best shot stopper in the world? No. no. Is he better than no. what we're seeing? Yes. And have we seen it before? We've seen it last season. The guy reached a Champions League final. He was a leader in that team. He had the most clean sheets. He had some of the best distribution in Europe. And he comes in, and all of a sudden, he's making a pass uh, to, to, to Cardi or whoever it was. And I'm like, bro, that is definitely not technical ability because I've seen him make but, uh, worse pass, uh, uh, harder passes than this one. How come mm. he's getting this one wrong? He's nervous. Why is he nervous? Because he made a mistake. Why did he make a mistake? Because everyone else is making mistakes. Mm -hmm. So they managed to bring out... This guy was giving interviews saying, I only fear God. I don't fear Haaland, this and that. And he's fearing a ball to, to, to make a save a ball against uh, Bayern and that. I'm like, you went from saying, I only fear God, to you're fearing to make shot stops at this point. And it's only a time to be, to, uh, for me to be honest, until the levels bring down. Look at Regulon. Regulon was running around crazy the first two games when, before he got injured. We were like, yo, he actually looks like a good signing. 
But it's only a matter of time that he until he stops running because he's gonna see everyone around him not running mm-hmm. and making mistakes. Same as Hoyland. Look at Hoyland right now. The guy's playing with so much passion and he's actually good. But what at what point is he gonna start dropping to the levels around him? Because when he's when you keep working hard and you're seeing you're getting no reward for it and you're losing games, you're gonna get frustrated. Look at Lissandro doing it in the season. Pick up yellows every other game. Why? Because he's frustrated. Why is he frustrated? Because they're losing the ball a lot. So everything just accumulates, and I just feel like it infects everyone. It's like it's like it's a, a, a disease at this point. Most of these players have had this disease for years, and we didn't sell enough from them. So every time you put players in, in that room with them, there's too many infected players that it's easier to spread. It spreads. Yeah, that's why we need to get more out. I do agree. I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I know I went on for a while. That's cool. I still can hang in. Yes, in a way. But in any moment, if if I decide to go ten hang out, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, you know what, bro? I was just being too optimistic. I really don't see this happening. Like I'm closer to be strong. I'm I'm closer to be ten hang out than mm-hmm. than to be closely ten again. Like someone came in the comments earlier. He's like, I'm ten again yeah. until the end. Like I'm back until the end. Yeah, I'm yeah, closer that was to be ten hang out. I think it was Starlord. Yeah, I ain't do. Yeah. I ain't doing all that. I'm not backing until the end. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I, I, can't, I can't. All that. It's easier for me to become ten hang out all of a sudden than to become uh, that 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 level of support to ten hang because I'm not yeah. that confident to support him until, for no reason. You know what I mean? No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Where you at with it, Ivorian? In regards to ten, is it is it ten hag in? Is it ten hag out? Is it ten hag out? Chat to me. <laughs> Is there doubts, but it's always Ten Hag in at, at this present moment, you know? Because I'm more okay. of the Glazers out, you know? Because I've I've seen it all, man. We can mm. go to Ten Eric Ten Hag out, but if these if these owners are still here, nothing's going to change. And the reason why I'm still going to say I'm Eric Ten Hag out because, of course, yes, it's the, it's the hope that kills you as a Manchester United fan. You want him to do well because you've seen that he can he can make changes, he can affect things from last season, especially when we started off bad. Um, for the first two games, he made immediate changes, and that that benefited the team. At this present moment, now he, maybe because he's sticking to his guns, he wants to see how long it can go until he has to make the change. I'm hoping that's what's going through his mind. That yeah, let me just see if it can work. It will pull off. If it doesn't, maybe in the tenth game, I'll make the changes or revert back to what we was good at and play to our key strengths. Because I definitely feel like he wants to be persistent on playing this new system and he wants it to work, you know, especially with the signings that he's made flawless with the Andre Onana, the Mason Mounts and Hoyland. He probably believes in himself that now is the perfect time to introduce the system that I wanted to introduce last season and be this explosive team that's um, dangerous on the, on, on the transitions and all that kind of stuff, counter-attacks, possession-based football. I think he's sticking to his guns until when he knows he has to make those changes, but those changes need to be made now. Yeah, but the manager has enough credit in the bank um, to continue to what he's doing, you know. Eric Tenner is a fantastic manager. I believe in him, you know. This was the manager that I wanted compared to the previous manager. I've always said it before. I never wanted Louis Van Gaal. I never wanted David Moyes, you know. I never wanted Jose Mourinho, you know. I was always these managers out as soon as they start the job. But this was the manager that I looked at. I done my research on, um, saw how he's progressed Ajax as well, saw his philosophy and said, yeah, this is the manager for us that will take us to this level. But again, with all the factors that you have to put in, guys, like the Ronaldo situation, the Jaden Sancho situation, the the even Rashford's performance, Bruno's 
inconsistencies as well. And who was Anthony allegation? There's just been so much the club being up for sale, you know, it will have an impact on 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 yourself as well and, and the way you manage the team as well. And and the fact that we've having so much injuries at the moment, yeah. Yeah, so many players. We've had 16 players who has who has been injured so far at the start of the season, you know. And that's tough for a manager to deal with, you know. Injuries are tough and mm -hmm. you always have to have the squad to, to work your way around it. But for Eric Tenok, it's been a lot of shit after shit after shit after shit after shit. So it, it will hurt and it will have an impact. So that's why I'm like, I'm still Eric Tenok because of the factors that he's been dealing with as well. So it's not easy for Eric Tenok to deal with. But the football on the hand, if you talk to me about the football that I'm seeing on the pitch, that needs to improve with Aaron Turner because to this day now, people keep on asking me what's our philosophy. All I can do is say if, buts, and maybes and, and try and give you <laughs> yeah, a philosophy. You know, yeah. <laughs> That's what I can do. You know? But in, in my heart, in, in my head, I know there is no philosophy at the moment. You know, oh, I want to say, you know what, there's no philosophy, but I try my best <laughs> defending as much as I can. That's crazy, yo. That's a, what's a philosophy, yo, if, buts, and maybes. Yes. I know what you mean. It don't yeah. make sense when it makes perfect sense when you watch Manchester United. I know what you mean, yo. <laughs> Sorry, that caught me off guard. That's funny, though. That is funny. But in this case, man, I, I I want to believe in him because at the end of the day, if he was to sack a manager, I don't. I've said it before. I don't want a new manager, flawless. We just, we can go the whole season without a, a new manager. You know, just not have no manager. What I want is new owners. You know, so until that back, that's addressed. That's what until that's addressed, then I can think about getting a new manager. So if they was to sack Eric Ten Hag now. Don't hire anyone. We got managerless for the rest of the season. <laughs> manager, so nah, who's because we manage don't deserve it. Who's going? Who's going to manage? It. We Bro, can't. You want these? You want these men to manage themselves? That's a terrible it, idea. We're because... going to hire managers. Is that what you want? Yeah. <laughs> you just want to someone. Someone can be a caretaker manager because I've had enough of the shit. How many of this? How often are we going to go through the cycle of soccer manager, manager bounce? No, I, and we no, I do, I do, I do hear that. So where yeah. I'm at with it is, mm -hmm. I say it all the time, managers should do the best he possibly can in not the best predicament and that's where my issue is with ten Hag. like last season we didn't win the premier league i'm saying we didn't win the europa league even though i still stand on we should have won the europa league but we still praised ten Hag and gave the players their plaudits because we had a good season they he did he could do no more with that group outside of winning the europa league and that's just one thing there's nothing else i look at with ten Hag in that season and go you could have done more with this group of players you to me you you exceeded all my expectations. You won a trophy. You finished third. I can't ask for more from that for what you had in your first season of predicament. So now you've got more of your players. I'm not even saying finish third and definitely win a trophy. My point is, do be better. That's what I can say. You know what I'm saying? Get the most out of what you have. And for all the injuries and all the deficiencies of the players, is Ten Hag currently getting the best out of all these players? No. Like, we still have enough to get past Crystal Palace. We have enough to beat Galatasaray. Like, let's not do this. We have enough to look better beating Wolves. We have enough to hold on to a draw against Arsenal. These are not major things. I'm not asking for a Premier League title. I'm not asking for a Champions League. I'm not saying either of those two. They're obviously the pinnacle. I'm saying in, in, in regards to the goals and the steps to get there, do better than what you have. Because these games we've lost and the manner in which we've lost, we shouldn't have lost like that. Like I said, it shouldn't take, shouldn't be such a poor performance against Brentford. 
that team is is capable and Ten Hag is capable of managing a team to perform better than what it is in that game against Brentford. I already mentioned the Galatasaray game. Same with the Crystal Palace game. Burnley, even though we won, etc. The list goes on and on and on. So that's where I'm at with it. So if it carries on, he will get sacked because you can't lose. What is it? Six out of 12? He's lost seven out of 13? Something like that. He lost four in the league and two mm-hmm. in the yeah. championship. Yeah, six out yeah. of... Six out of 12? Six out of 13? You can't be losing yeah, forty yeah. to fifty percent. That's fifty percent of of your games. Like I can't back that. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's injury crisis and you're playing all youth players. I'm not hearing that. You have seen you man out there. Whether you rate players or not, you can still get more. Get average performances out of average players, and we'll get better than average. We'll get average results, and we're not even getting average. Not even average. You can't be losing six out of two. Is this man fifty percent? Especially after what you did last season, because Eddie says it all the time. You set the bar. You let us know where we can go because you did so well last season and now you have more of your players. So it's like, all right, step up. Big up to Emmanuel as well. Good to see you back in the chat. And to God of Frogs, who says you got Hansi Flick right there, though. Like I say, people, all you have to do is do your research. Shout out to Jez because I asked him in regards to what happened with Flick and Bayern Munich. He fell out with the board because mm-hmm. he wasn't getting his targets. So you want to bring him into Manchester United where we are the kings of managers <laughs> not getting target. their first target. <laughs> like, come on, man. We've we've heard Van Gaal, we've heard Mourinho, Mench, mm-hmm. and Oli. We've heard all three of our previous managers before Ten Hag talk about not getting your targets. Now that's not an excuse for those, but my point is why bring Hansi Flick to us when he's at Bayern Munich and their infrastructure is miles better than us. I'm saying their their owners are actually trying to win. Yes, their team's not the best, but the aim is to win for Bayern Munich. That's why they consistently get to the last stages of the Champions League. And you are bring him here. And I look also as well the World Cup's eye opener. I don't like how that went. Havertz up top, mm-hmm. major red flag. I'm saying, mm-hmm. why, are you cons- why are you playing Kai Havertz? Like, come on. Anyone who's playing Kai Havertz, I'm looking at funny. I'm sorry. I've read that's a major, 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 major red flag. Major, major. Not with that. For real. Like, come on. That's like signing Mount. It is. Um, it is. It's like signing Mason Mount. I just don't. The certain decisions I just don't get and I just, like, don't understand. But anyways, people, we are going to close out. Ivorian, anything you want to add actually before we do close out? Anything we've not discussed you want to talk about? Um, no, no, apart from the fact that I've, we've heard news about David Beckham in it. Um, and, and I hope this is true. You know, this being offered a a position of ambassadory role at Manchester United, if Jacinta just, just Cotaris was to, to actually be the winning bidder. But we'll see what happens in it because apparently, guys, wasn't there a couple of months ago that we heard that October might be the month where they make a decision, right? I just, I just, I just wait. until until I hear mm-hmm. announcement, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, whatever with the with the ownership. We got, we got, we 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 have word to word word to Don Robbie. We have bigger fish to fry. You know what I'm yeah, saying? We, we do. Yes, we do. I was saying we mm-hmm. have bigger fish. Bigger we got fish. bigger fish to bigger fish to fry. <laughs> it's not all in our hands, no. That's but we do enough. have bigger fish to fry. We gotta try get up the Premier League table. We gotta mm-hmm. get to the next round of the Carabao Cup. We gotta mm-hmm. do our best to get out of that Champions League group. Despite ownership, we have immediate issues to deal with right now. Never mind, yeah, I hear the ownership and that's the long-term battle and get these Glazers out of the club, crooks. However, deal with what's going on in October because these next three, four games after the international break for Ten Hag, mm-hmm. could be, they're literally job, like they're, they're, your job's on the line because they're in the Premier League, the Carabao Cup and the Champions League. The double-header against Copenhagen, we've got Newcastle mm-hmm. in the Carabao Cup, you've got Sheffield United, you've got Manchester City in the mix as well. So, like in regards to the Premier League, this could be make or break in terms of not him being sacked, 
because our owners never sack people when they're supposed to, but in terms of the fans completely turning. Like, we're not, we're, we are three, four defeats away. Let us not beat, Copenhagen, not beat Copenhagen in one of those games. Let us go out to Newcastle in the Carabao Cup. Let City beat us at OT. Purge. Mm. Purge. Fan base is going into a complete meltdown. Complete <laughs> meltdown. But Ten Hag out was hot now. Wait until it, start, it, it starts turning up. But Staffy, anything you want to add that we've not discussed before we close out? Uh, about the Qataris, I'm not speaking about that because every time mm-hmm. we have an international break, they come out with two news. Essential <laughs> character assassination and <laughs> the club is being sold in the next couple of weeks and the sources, trust me, bro. So I'm not I'm not entertaining that. As Flo said, when I hear the official announcement, the club has been sold, mm-hmm. then that's what I'm going to talk about. It. Until then, they're not going to fool me. They're not going to try to spin... You know, the news every time we have nothing or no football to watch. So I'm not falling for that. But other than that, I mean, bro, listen, it's been a great show. Um, hopefully we revisit this a few weeks from now and we're like, yo, we, we improved mm-hmm. and Bruno's mm-hmm. playing better and Rush was scoring mm-hmm. goals and mm-hmm. the team is winning games and we're making it past the group stage. I can only hope that was it's going to happen. I don't want to revisit this on a low because this is also very doable. We can be sitting here next time talking about, yo, remember when we talked about Tanag in Iraq? He's actually out now. Who's the next manager? I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. I don't want a caretaker. I don't want to play a manager, Bruno, like a Borean just said. Yeah, well, that's, a ter- that's a terrible suggestion, yo. I've okay, imagine about that guy playing manager. Well, I was oh, playing manager. I'm not watching any games. I'm not you play a manager. Yeah. But other than that, the show's been great. Um, thank you for having me. I know it was, it was my debut, mm-hmm. so big up to everyone. There's a lot of new faces that I'm seeing in the comments. I'm used to some people in the comments on my show, but Love all these that. new people, listen, it's nice meeting everyone here in the comments. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make sure, just for Flawless's sake, you just hit that like button, bro. It's the only thing he asks you guys for. Listen, Flawless is very, very nice, by the way, because he reads all these comments. I said there, I'm like, yo, if you guys are not doing what you're supposed to do, I'm not reading all these free comments, you know? <laughs> so he's he's a much better man than me. So the least you guys can do for him is to show him support on his channel. Make sure you hit the like button. It helps his, it helps his channel grow. And he can listen. He can have more shows like this, bring on new guests. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed me on this channel. Hopefully it won't be the last time. And make right, sure you enjoyed what on. I said. Yeah, definitely, you guys. I'm definitely going to be back. Make sure you subscribe to me, to Ivorian. And obviously, if, if it's your first time on, on Sarcasm City, show them some love and subscribe. But big up for having me, bro. Big up. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, man. I enjoyed it, man. I knew. I already knew because really? we'd yeah. worked together that you was going to be a good guest and the chat would have liked you because if the chat don't like you they say you know what i'm saying they don't just pay attention to me they i got a lot of love in the chat, like it yeah that's what yeah, it is like the best. chat like the audience over here decide like all i can do is bring people on the platform but the audience will decide whether they like you or they don't so big up to everyone in the chat big up to true blue yourselves all those results are quite real possibilities flawless in regards to it going completely wrong oh absolutely there is no guarantee we beat copenhagen twice there's no guarantee we beat manchester City. there's no guarantee we get past newcastle in the carabao cup although i'm fully aware this could burn. Like, it could be full-on riots. Like, I'm looking at these next four to five games and going, this could be your job. And when I say that, I'm talking from the fans' perspective. Because you always get someone in the chat who will say, oh, the, the board won't sack. And I'm not talking about the board. I'm talking from a fans' perspective. Because Oli was sacked way before he was sacked. Like, mm-hmm. officially. Like, um, what's it called? Um, fans was done. Like, talk to match-going fans. Like, Double A mentioned to Double A mentions it all the time in regards to people getting there 10 minutes before kickoff, tickets are easy to get, etc., etc. Same way Mourinho was sacked way before he was sacked, like in the eyes of the fans, because we're we're quicker to pull the trigger. That's why mm-hmm. some people are turning out now. 
Like mm-hmm. some people have already pulled the trigger and they're just waiting for everyone else to get on board and waiting for the <laughs> for the board, ironically, to get on board and then say, yeah, sack man. Like that's just legit what it is. But yeah, make sure you subscribe to Staffy TV. Make sure you subscribe to Red United TV. Link is in the comments, not in the comments, in the title, people. Link's in the title. Ivorian, let them know where they can find you, what you got coming up, all that good stuff. All that good stuff, man. It's a shame it's International Week, but you've got a lot of videos, short videos coming up this week, especially the weekend. But of course, you can find me Ready Night TV on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. And of course, for those who want to follow Ready Night TV on Instagram, tomorrow is Manchester United Woman Crush Wednesday, the highlight of the page. Every Wednesday, I put up the finest girls, not always the finest, because like Ivorian's Fives needs to be fair. He needs to give you some of that Rashford, Rashford after the makeup kind of kind of feel, you know, is, just out, to give people opportunities. Look. That is outrageous. <laughs> that is outrageous what you just said, yo. I hope none of the girls are watching this. That is outrageous, no, they don't, you know. yo. No, no, but it's Good. true. They, they, they always tell me you need to be fair with the, the, the pictures you post up because, play, um, you know, there's females out there that who don't look like the girls that I post. Yeah, if you don't look good, you don't get no. on. Like that's just the one. Wouldn't give them the confidence to send me. <laughs> what is going on? Wait, wait, up. wait. Nah, so we don't do that. Like if we was free, we're no good at content creating. Guess what? We'd have no subs and get no views. No one ain't helping us. No one's not like give them a chance. It's true. It's true. You Damn know, what I mean, it's game for likes. You know, at the end of the day, but they they want what they want, and sometimes I gotta She's listen bad. to the fans. So yeah, it is what it is, man. Obviously, Ready Night TV, Instagram One, Ready Night TV One, and of course, follow me on kick as well and also twitch reggie night tv and if you want to follow me personally it's ivorian underscore spice on twitter and also on instagram there you go and mm-hmm. staffy as well let them know where they can find you what you got coming up as well today and the rest of the week etc i might be able to go live tonight but the thing is i remember to have an nba draft yes i do play fancy hey. nba and i got okay. a draft today i got the first round pick so we already know Jokic is coming home uh, <laughs> So I might actually not be able to do my stream because I forgot about that. Or I actually might just stream the draft and have people in the draft in, in, in the comments help me pick out my team. So it might be actually something finally not United related just to get to, to our minds off United and talk a little bit about the NBA. The NBA is about to start. But you can follow me, find me on Stuffy TV. That's Stuffy underscore TV. It's right here. I think I'm pointing up the right. Yeah, at, yeah. Right Stuffy point. TV people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop underscore TV. That's my channel. And if you go there and just look at the description of one of my videos, you're going to see all my links to Twitter. It's Aldon Stafi. That's at E-L-D-O-N Stafi. Same as on Instagram. I just start going on Twitch. We'll be streaming pro clubs. Listen, yesterday we got promoted. We got promoted yesterday. I got, I, got, I, I got a 10 out of 10 performance. So listen, if Rashford needs to get benched, I can mm-hmm. come on and put a 10 out of 10 performance because I've never seen anyone get a 10 out of 10 in pro clubs. But mm-hmm. listen, I managed to pull that. Uh, so make sure you follow me on the Twitch. It's the same uh, handle that I just set for my Twitter. We're going to be doing more pro, pro clubs there. Me, Omar, CK, everyone who's on my channel, you guys are Love used to that, them. man. Sick. Flawless has met them before. So listen, maybe Flawless will tune in. And if he wants nah, to get a kick I'm with a, the nah, boys, I'm going to tune in. What, you, what console are you on though? Is it P5 or P4? I do a PC, but it's it's uh, uh, cross uh, car, mm-hmm. cross um, what's it called. Cross, if it's if P4, cross, when I get the new one, I join. If it's can you cross play with a PS4? Yeah, PS4. I don't think so. I don't know because ah, everyone else is PS5 and ah. PC. Mm-hmm. We can okay. cross play. I think we. I don't know. We, we'd have yeah, let that. me know if you know. I pull up when I get um. What's it called? We'll, when I get we'll try the new FIFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let yeah. me know. If not, we'll pattern it hundred percent. I'll jump in. My loves playing clubs. That will be coming soon, people. As soon as I actually cop the new FIFA when I get enough time, definitely will be um running pro clubs one hundred and ten percent. You like the regulars know here because we played it. 
we played at FIFA 23 last year, but shout out to everyone who tops into that. But yeah, make sure you follow, subscribe to Staffy TV on YouTube. Make sure you follow him on Twitch. Same with Ivorian, follow his channel. Uh, subscribe to his channel on YouTube. Follow on Twitch. You're on Kick as well right now, did you say? Yeah, I'm on Kick as well. Make sure you follow him on Kick as well. Make sure you follow Sarcasm City TV on Kick. I know there's a lot of information, people, but we've all got a lot going on, creating content for you wonderful people. So that's what it is. So yeah, subscribe here to the channel and make sure you follow on the Kick as well. We're back tonight, midnight people. Manchester United Liverpool show. So Man United podcast, analysis at Anfield podcast. First crossover of the week. You lot know it's going to be good because Ryan is not happy. You know what I'm saying? For those that watched doing the most yesterday, he was pissed. He is still, his head is so hot about that draw against Brighton. So make sure you lock into that. And on top of that, don't forget we are available on all audio platforms as well, people. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. I've dropped all the links in the chat. Type in Sarcasm City TV. So if you ever want to listen while you're cooking, while you're cleaning, driving, while you're at work, maybe on the way to gym, maybe just maybe at the gym, you may be traveling about. You might just not want to have YouTube um, soaking up all your data or maybe you just prefer to listen to your podcast audio only. So like I said, SoundCloud, Sarcasm City TV, hit us with the follow. Spotify, all you Android users, everybody who'll be listening to music on there, hit the follow on the, um, Spotify sarcasm city tv and five star us as well please five star us on there it really helps same with itunes apple podcast all you iphone users five star us on there leave us a review it's sarcasm city tv and wherever else you get your audio uh podcast type in sarcasm city tv it will pop up and if there's somewhere you listen and it's not there let me know and i get uploaded to that platform as well just for you um, but love to everyone who has locked in. Like I said, back at midnight, Manchester United Liverpool show. Rants is live, so we're going to raid um, Rants. So just put Sarcasm City Raid in capital letters and shout out to my guy Rants every single time. And this has been the Man United podcast live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Big up for tuning in.